everybody, you are listening to the History Boys. I, as always, am Christopher Whedon, and, you know, I've been thinking, I've been thinking, yep. gang, I, I'm a history boy. That's good. I'm a bit of a, <laughs> I'm finally, I'm ready to come out as a history boy. Thanks <laughs> to my family. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. It only took you 75 episodes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler Ehrmantraut. Uh I am a history boy that is uh, desperately wanting to go to space camp because it's it's not it's not a summer camp. It's a real. It, it, you watch the commercial. I put it on the Discord. Everyone can see it. It's not a summer camp. It's way more than that. Has anyone mm. ever met anyone that actually went to space camp? No, because almost, we don't know any astronauts, Jerry. I, well, I'm, I almost, <laughs> they become astronauts. Yeah, <laughs> I it's almost true. think that it's like training. It's like, was this just a fake thing that rich people did to make me feel mm-hmm. more poor? Uh, <laughs> you lied. I did research. Space camp is back. Oh, okay. In pog form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons reference. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about like. Oh, my parents would be like, you're going to space camp, but I knew it was fat camp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're like, where's the simulators and how come there's no ice cream? <laughs> I am uh, Zach Mech, uh, everyone's uh, favorite lovable, unlovable, and I am a history boy. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> and I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy. As always, thank you so much for listening. And folks... We are now in Wyatt Earp's Wild West, part four. And, dear listener, this is going to be our first five-part oh, series. Oh, we're getting there. Oh, shit. Yes, it's indeed. These yes, aren't indeed. just Earp episodes anymore. I think we're, I think this is a straight-up Earpic. <laughs> it's an Earpic. Hey, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an Earpic poem. Jerry, uh, this one's going to rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, last we left you, Bat and Wyatt were becoming sort of notable in Dodge City for cleaning up, as they said, you know, cleaning up the wildest cow town Mm -hmm. in the West, Dodge City. But as Wyatt put it, the town was losing its snap. Yeah. And so (laughs) he decided (laughs) to move. You boiled Um, it too long, the town's gone soft. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's like what they did to Times Square, it's just not the same. (laughs) It's like what I did to those green beans the other night. Uh, <laughs> cooked them too long? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's a shame. Fuck! It's a damn shame. No salt and butter can fix it. Yeah. yeah. Wyatt was looking towards where his brother, Virgil, was. He was looking towards Arizona. Mm. There's a lot of confusion with this story about what happens when, who was there, who wasn't there, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What we're going to cover in this episode, there's pieces of it, like the gunfight at the OK Corral... Where every second is is up for dispute. Okay? <laughs> so if there are inaccuracies, forgive me. Okay, I have five sources of this, and, and almost all... all of them disagree. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> is the movie Tombstone one of your sources? No, it's not a source, but uh, supplemental material. Yeah, yeah, because you know we can we can look at the movie Tombstone and say. This certainly didn't happen. I did watch it last night, and there's things that we've been talking about in this. Yeah. Like, I mean, Texas Jack Vermillion's in that movie, and I yes. didn't realize that. Yeah. Because he's, he's at the beginning, he's like, I know this guy, this is fucking Creek Johnson, Texas Jack yeah. Vermillion. Yeah. And then they don't show up again in the end, and, and then they're riding with him. And you're like, I forgot those were the guys from the beginning. Yeah. But right. now I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And the Buffalo people, and I'm, I, I was watching, yeah. Danny's trying to sleep on the couch, and I'm like... Oh, I buffaloed him. Yeah, <laughs> buffaloed him. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> yeah. 
the wings? Buffalo. There's wings? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they buffaloed them. Yeah. I specifically asked for um, Korean barbecue. Nah. Mm. <laughs> and they buffaloed them. Get it? Yeah, yeah I, get it. I get it. Pretty clever, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Arizona Territory and along the Mexican border at this time, it, and into uh, New Mexico, there were the Cowboys. Mm. And the Cowboys were a loose confederation of cattle rustlers, people that would steal cattle on the Mexican border and bring it over into the United States and sell it, you know, at any rate, because they got it for free. So yeah. no one can compete with them, right? right? They're, they're the guys selling shoes and PS5s, just, <laughs> but like, back then. You undercut everyone because it's all profit. Yeah, exactly, right. and no one can compete with you. So, like, there's a, there's a lot of people who are like, you kind of have to do yeah. business with these cowboys because... They got bots. It's like, all legal because there's compete. no law. Yeah. <laughs> so the brand doesn't mean much. No, the brand means a lot. And okay. actually, I, I tried to find a place to put it in this story yeah. about how to rebrand a cow. We just don't have time to really get into that. I can tell it to our Patreon uh, listeners later uh, on, on Discord. Uh, so look forward to that. No, you had to register a brand, and there's, you know, when we're going to get into the real weeds with it, there's all these people that make disputes about, well, were they getting stolen cattle? You know, were they rebranding? Mm -hmm. You know, what was, you know, what was actually going on here? But there were families, these sort of cattle ranching families that, that lived just on the other side of the border, and Tombstone was just on the other side of the border. Dangerous mm -hmm. way to live? Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty hard to tell if they're legitimate. Right. Yeah. It's like and an NFT. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think a, bra a branded cow is better than an NFT because at least it's a physical fucking object that actually exists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It, yes. all, it, it already has value because, you know, it's made of meat. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can make a whole lot of steaks out of that. Yeah. It's made mm. of meat and it's milk of, and moose. It's made the of The three cow. M's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Now, one such family were the Clantons. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, the most notably, there was Joseph Isaac Clanton, mm. otherwise known as Ike Clanton. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I know, well, I know all this, Jerry. I've seen them before. Let's <laughs> yeah. skip past you saw, you saw Tombstone. I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I know what he's talking about, because I literally watched the movie last night. <laughs> yeah. but, I for, but we do have listeners who may. Yeah. I was uh, like, just turn off the podcast, watch that show, and never listen to us ever again. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not being serious. I want to hear about the Clantons and their hot yeah. daughter that I'm not we'll supposed put on, to romance. Why don't we just put on uh, Tombstone. Tombstone right now and we'll just record oh, us watching it. Wait a minute. There's there's a Clantown lady? <laughs> uh, she sings this song. Ah. Do-da, do-da. Ah. Nice. There was uh, his little brother, Billy Clanton. Mm-hmm. And the, the, they had other brothers as well uh, that were older and younger. Finn Clanton. Was well, that F-I-F? NN or Phineas? P or yeah, Phineas. With a PH, I mean. Yes. Both. Yes. Because you could have an FI and then Phineas, I guess. Yeah. It, it was short, it's short for Phineas, Phineas but with yeah. a PH. Yes. Yes, indeed. Sorry. Not like the uh, <coughs> Billy Eilish's brother. No. Was it Billy Eilish's brother? Yes. It was, yes. Time traveler. Yeah. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but their, their patriarch. Old on, man Clinton. Old man Clinton. Did you read up on this? Oh, that's an obvious one. Were <laughs> well, you like shit? I didn't write down old man Clanton. No, I wrote down old man Clanton, but I but you couldn't remember. Yeah, okay. I just assumed that he was old You're man like, Clanton. Old man Clanton is what you couldn't remember. Old man no. Clanton sing the song. His name was Newman Haynes Clanton. <laughs> Newman. Newman. Yeah. Seinfeld. Uh, 
Yeah, he that was old man Clanton, and he he was their patriarch. And he wouldn't eat broccoli if it was uh, deep fried and chocolate sauce. <laughs> well, he he was actually uh, a cook. Mm. He was a cook, and so was Ike actually. Oh. And he ran a restaurant for quite some time. Oh. So what they would do is is they would get these cowboys to kind of help them, mm-hmm. you know, get all this stolen cattle, and they would yeah they would rebrand them and then sell them and through some, the restaurant. Well, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no they would sell them. They cook them up. Yeah. The restaurant was specifically for bits of gray meat cooked in slop. Because it was back in the day. <laughs> I just figured it was a front for uh, laundering all the money they got from uh, selling dinosaur embryos. Ah. <laughs> Newman. Uh, get it? Yeah, yeah. yeah Newman. Yeah. <laughs> it's Folks, a lot don't, of animals. If you don't, you if you don't get down. that reference. I feel like that's a... That's a reference off a reference it's, off a reference. It's a super reference. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, you're like the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. of references. Yeah. It's like if, uh, you know, a super band where it's yeah. a bunch of, and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't know who fucking all these people are, but they're famous and everyone tells you they're famous. Yeah. That's, it's like, yeah. Like Queens of Stone Age. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of damn Yankees. Oh, there you go. Ah, yes. Yeah. There you go. The, them crooked vultures. A super group. Ah, extreme. Yeah. Super group. You guys remember extreme? Extreme. No. About, uh, I think they're that band that did. I'm the one who wants to be with Ew, you. Ew, that sounds sucks. Yeah, it's horrible, but it's all a bunch of like '80s speed metal dudes who really? decided to go like alt rock. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. No, that, that's who I'm thinking of. Mr. Big. Oh, not extreme. Uh, but what about the Highwaymen? What about Wings? Nah. Wings. Yeah. Is that a super group? I, yeah, well, yeah, it? it was a super group that spun off into a uh, very successful uh, television show on yeah. NBC. Had Thomas Hayden Church on there. <laughs> he was in Tombstone. <laughs> yes, he is. So Billy Clinton. Clinton. There you go. Yeah, he's Billy Clinton. Yeah, in yeah. Tombstone. Well, there you go. Now they had they they had like teams of of these cattle rustlers and cowboys that helped him, and most notably, what people considered to be like a cowboy leader, because again, loose confederation. Mm-hmm. Like, a cowboy leader was Curly Bill Brocious. Uh, uh, not his real name. He went by Brocious, mm-hmm. uh, but he went by uh, other names as well before this. Probably because he was a menace, mm-hmm. this man. Like Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> he was that was one of the names he went by. <laughs> also dressed in red in the movie. He was he would straight up make people dance, you know. Oh yeah, um, he's one of those guys. Yeah, like shooting at their feet, quite literally shooting at their feet. One time he shot through the wall of a saloon and hit his own horse. <laughs> so he's ass. Mad Dog Griff Tannen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of, or Curly Bill and Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the character who is literally based off of yeah. Tombstone. Well, he uh, he robbed a guy on the street in broad daylight one time. Fuck it. And. Didn't care, because, like... They own that town. Well, what's crazy is that, like, the law just was powerless to stop any cattle rustling. And it was creating, like, these diplomatic things with Mexico. Like, Mm -hmm. we could have gone to another war with Mexico over all of this. And they were getting pissed, Mm -hmm. you know. And, like, President Arthur, Mm -hmm. Chad Arthur, he was like, well, it's gonna take an act of Congress to do this. And he asked Congress... Like, you guys got, we gotta, like, we have to reform some, like, some of our posse acts, uh, posse comitatus acts, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, give them more jurisdiction. Because if you're just a sheriff, you know, your jurisdiction is small, right? Yeah. And you can't go over the border, right? 
Well, yeah, it's what, like a county-wide you, radius? Yeah, of, yeah. Of you know who can go over the border? Cattle rustlers. Yeah. Now, now <clears throat> Pima County at this time was like 300 miles big. Yeah, it was giant. And, and they it eventually... 40 people in it. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually cut it to where uh, Tombstone was actually in a new county called Cochise County. Mm. Right? And they did that kind of in the middle of this story. But I, it's a whole political thing. I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, Curly Bill was was a fucking menace. He was. Mm-hmm. He was just a bad dude. He like the shit he would laugh at. You could tell he was like a sociopath. You oh know yeah, I mean? oh, one of those guys. Yeah, like he, <laughs> like Spider Man. Yeah, and he was friendly with with the law and Tombstone. Or huh. they weren't like a lot of people make out like like the law and Tombstone that exists before we get the Earps there. As, like, in the back pocket of the Cowboys. That's not necessarily true. They were just kind of powerless to stop it. And they looked at it in the same way as Dodge City did. Where they're like, here's our economy. You can't be too mean to them, because then we lose our economy. Right. But it's 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 in it's within all of this cattle rustling stuff. So you kind of got to deal with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, because I, I, you're absolutely right. I thought it was like a mafioso type of mentality of... Uh, grease the palms of the mm-hmm. of the lawmen, and you know they'll leave you alone and let you conduct business. And stuff. Right. Um, but yeah. it, it, it is interesting hearing that that was almost the, case. the inverse. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and it's the laws to grease their palms. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's well, and it's sort of both. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of both. You know, because there were people that were like, you know, if I cozy up to these cowboys. They're really not gonna fuck with me, and they might provide protection. You know, like right. So it is sort of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's both those. It's things. like a weird symbiotic relationship. Yeah, basically. yeah. Okay. You can't yeah. push. You can't push either way. Right. You know, too much because right. you either lose all of your commerce or you lose all your law enforcement. And and when when the people who are kind of breaking the law mm-hmm. need law enforcement. They're not going to be there for him if they're not following at least some of the rules. Exactly, right. and that is the whole problem in Tombstone. That's ex- like it's what causes all of this stuff. Is what you just said. Mm-hmm. Now another one of these cowboys that you might have heard of is a fellow by the name of John Ringo. Yes, his real name. Yeah, he's the drummer for the the band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No. Yeah, Ringo and the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, Ringo and the Beats is yeah. Uh, yeah. what I believe the he band's was the front called. man, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, they put the drums out front because yeah. he was so good at them. Yeah, <laughs> put the, they put the singer in the back. I'm gonna be honest, Ringo was a better the gun drummer than I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Now, there's a myth that uh, Johnny Ringo was an educated man. He was not. Uh, he he didn't make it past like second grade or something like that. Oh, okay. He's a bit of a dullard. Well, just most of these guys were, were illiterate. Like <laughs> gra- uneducated you graduated men. high school, then they were like, "Holy shit!" They well, had street smarts. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. only people with like money in well-established places in the East went to graded schools. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Right. People out west, if you went to school, went to a one-room schoolhouse. If they, yeah, 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 yeah. If they most of the time. A Facebook account today under education, it would say "School of Hard Knocks." Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> On their Tinder. Yeah. And say their height, if that matters. Because yeah. <laughs> I guess that matters. Yeah. I'm 6'2", by the way. 6'2", <laughs> uh, taken. <laughs> Tallest history, boy. One time, uh, to show you just what kind of guy Johnny Ringo was, 
One time he was drunk in a saloon mm-hmm. and uh, poured a guy shot of whiskey, and the guy said he was more of a beer man. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Ringo got infuriated by this, the fact that he refused to drink the whiskey, and commenced a shootout with this mm-hmm. guy, like killed the guy. Oh, <laughs> you know? Commenced to jiggling. Yeah. <laughs> commenced to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, one of these border disputes with these cowboys and the Clantons, which really sinks the nail home that the Clantons were more than just buyers of stolen cattle. Mm-hmm. They were actually participating mm-hmm. in in this. Is there 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 was one point where basically the Mexican government said to the United States government, if you're not gonna do anything about this, we are. Mm-hmm. And they sent out like Mexican federal forces federales. and they federales and they uh, surrounded them in this uh, canyon and they opened fire on them Mm -hmm. and killed almost every single person there. Two of them pretended to be dead and survived but one of them that was killed was old man Clanton. His body fell into the fire that he was cooking in front of. Oh Oh, shit. And he went on Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he like, yeah, caught like his body was in the fire and it like yeah, got all burned and stuff. Yeah. Would you say that uh, he was smoking like a cigarello? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Sorry, Bless Chris. I had to sneeze because he yes, took a uh, joke. You're allergic to uh, <laughs> jokes. Getting your jokes. Carlos yeah. and over here. Yeah, and Joe Rogan over here. Yeah. Well, fair I, enough. I, I am the Joe Rogan of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one guy. Uh, the way he, he, so he pretended to be dead, right, laid there, and, like, this uh, Mexican soldier rode past him on his horse and shot a gunshot, like, next to him, like, it hit the dirt next to him, and he didn't move. Mm. That would scare the shit out of me. He was paying attention. Is there a chance He's probably of- looking at his phone. <laughs> Old man Clanton. That's good. <laughs> but I got momentum. You know, kids these days. Old man Clanton didn't get shot but played dead into his fire and was like, if I just wait here long enough, they'll go. And then he just died. <laughs> Doubt it. That would be hilarious. He was a stubborn old man. Yeah. Uh, stubborn enough to allow himself to burn. He's like, I've already committed to this pretended to be dead thing. I'm just going to Yeah. So it's like it he out. had the right to remain burnt. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, another... It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. No. Uh, I don't know. You have the right to remain dead. <laughs> There's a lot of those lines in Tombstone as well. Another one of these families were the McClurys. Mm-hmm. Or McClowries. I've heard it pronounced both ways. McCleezies. Um McClizzles. And, and uh, most notably, there was Frank and mm-hmm. Tom McClowry. Right? And uh, they were a family that bought and sold uh, stolen cattle. Mm-hmm. Right? Or... A lot of people think. Some people disagree with that uh, because their registered brand was mm-hmm. different from what some people say they were rebranded. Oh, they were on the up and up. Right. They did associate with Curly Bill and John Ringo and like the Cowboys. They associated with these people, but you gotta you gotta remember that like it, it's the only way to do business. Yeah. You and know, if you right. want to be on the up and up, you can't just not associate with them, yeah. right? Also, yeah. all the cowboys had really hot sisters. And they're like, man, I don't like these crimes that these guys are doing, but 
sometimes the deals are solid and their <laughs> sisters are smoking hot. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping maybe I can do a deal and get a little time alone to let them know what I'm about and maybe make them fall in love with me. Almost, that's fall in love definitely with me. not true. <laughs> okay, well, uh, they were definitely estranged from all of their families. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they're their hot sisters were back in, uh, I don't know. Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. With Bat Masterson's family. At this time, Bat Masterson's family was in Wichita. Just want to let you know. Anyway. Uh, is, you know, extended family. <laughs> I guess so. His extended family had uh, owned the, the summer camp up in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the hot yeah. sisters would go to. Yeah. yeah, that all their hot girlfriends were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where they met them. They all went to other schools. They all dated each other's <laughs> sisters. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now in Tombstone, uh, which was a silver boom town, because, yeah, there was a miner. I kind of mentioned this last episode. But there was a miner that was looking for silver, and they said, mm. the only thing you're going to find out in that desert is your own tombstone. Badass. And the name kind of stuck. Q right? credits. Turns yeah. out. Yeah. Is that uh, beginning credits or end credits? Either. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it's the story. That would be the story of. Yeah, I was right. That's all he found out there. <laughs> yeah. He died. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> A few people that that uh, you should know about that were in Tombstone that were really involved in uh, the law mm-hmm. and in the town. Uh, one man's name was John Behan. Mm-hmm. John yep. Behan, and he. He was all over the Southwest, really. He was in California, uh, San Francisco, all these places. He was involved with the law, a lot like Wyatt, honestly. He was a good-looking guy. He was a ladies' man. He was an adulterer. Uh, Checks all all the boxes so far. Uh, You didn't have to be good-looking to be an adulterer. Yeah, that's true. Um, But it helped. Yeah. Oh, it helped a lot. He was a good-looking guy. He had children with his first wife, but ended up falling in love with another woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, whose name was Josephine Marcuse, mm-hmm. which was later anglicized to Marcus, Josephine Marcus. Mm, how soiled was this dough? Okay, let me get to it. Okay. Uh, so she claims, and we know this because she said so, and you'll realize uh, in the next episode why all this stuff comes to light, but uh, she says that she her parents were Jer- uh, Jewish immigrants mm-hmm. to California, and uh, they most certainly were not rich. Like the end of the movie Tombstone. Yeah, says. that felt a little mm. like, oh, oh, it's gonna be great now. It's like, don't That's worry. That's the end. <laughs> My parents are rich. We're like, oh, good, because he's broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she claims that she joined like an acting troupe, and they, you know, performed these like operas and and things like that. She was a singer and an entertainer. When she came to Tombstone. She says that she was an actress and a singer and a performer, but there's more evidence to say that she was probably a soiled dove in Tombstone. But she was friends with Billy Zane, who is, as we know, a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy and also a bit of a soiled dove himself. Mm. <laughs> Prettiest man I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. there, there's also <laughs> evidence that maybe she went by the name Sadie in Ooh. Tombstone, Used to be my homeboy's lady. <laughs> as, uh, as a soiled dove, because Wyatt sometimes called her Sadie. Uh, a lot of people said that Johnny Bean's favorite prostitute was a lady named Sadie. They called everyone Sadie back then. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
she fell in love with him. They were on again, off again, because he couldn't say no to more soil doves. Yeah. He was a toot man. (laughs) He was a toot man. man Ever since a boy. He was a toot man, even in high school. (laughs) Prostitutes, that is. (laughs) Uh, Tim and Eric reference. I mean, if you're single and, you know, there's not a lot going on. Like, I mean, I, you know... Uh, per- sex work pro- positive. I, I am 100 percent sex work positive. Uh, make it legal. Protect the women. I'm all. That's do their not right to make decisions. Tell my wife about my decisions on this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. Yeah, it would get rid of pimps and stuff like that. People that's, like Wyatt. Well, no, they should be uh, yeah. running their own show for sure. Yeah. Let's get rid of Wyatt right now. <laughs> yeah. Is he already dead? No. Uh, I mean, now in 2022. Most certainly. You're like, no, he. Don't ruin it. He becomes a mortal at the end. He becomes a vampire. Yeah. Uh, he stalks us to this day. <laughs> there was one of, uh, you know, when, when Bian got, like, the sheriff's office, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later, one of his deputies, a guy that really was close with Johnny Bean, he was a guy named Billy Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. Ah, I just want to say, fuck Bro- Billy Breckenridge. Right off the top. Fuck, fuck Billy- him. Okay. Fuck Billy Breckenridge. The, uh, the biggest reason, but there'll be more reasons later, mm-hmm. the biggest reason, though, just right uh, off the top in the beginning, is before this, before he got to Tombstone, he took part in the Sand Creek Massacre. Oh, no! Yeah. Jason Priestley! The, the Chivington Massacre. Colonel Sorry, Chivington I'm, not, I'm trying to not reference the movie so, too much. So, <laughs> real, real quick for the viewers at home, just to recap, what was the Chivington Massacre? That's when he wanted to kill a bunch of Native Americans, uh, didn't care who they were, waited until the males of the tribe were gone, and ordered his troops to slaughter Native Americans that were already on reservation land. Jesus fucking Christ. So yeah, Shivington, Sandy Creek? Yeah. Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do talk about that. Yep. You'll never see me coming. Wyatt and uh, Maddie Blaylock, they packed up their shit, and they started going to Arizona. And on the way, they hit Las Vegas, New Mexico. Bam, 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 Which is where they ran into... They ran into none other. Dr. Gonzo. Doc Holliday. Ah, even better. Because he was off the shooting incident, and he's looking... To get away from Las Vegas, the, New Mexico. Say, and he's looking like he's going to die yesterday. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the consumption. Yes. Big time. Big time. He's in like stage three of consumption. Like, this dude is not looking good. There's not a lot left They present that consume. pretty well in the movie, I will say. Yeah. He looks mm, like shit. He looks like shit. He should have had less weight, though. Like, picture him with less weight. I think that's why he's wearing a lot of layers, too. It should have well, been. Well, he, so he also has a fever. Mm-hmm. He has a fever all the time. Right. They should have taken Val Kilmer now and grafted it onto Val Kilmer then. Ouch. No, Val Kilmer's gained some weight since he a lost bit. it. Yeah. He actually, like... <laughs> he, he, uh, You'd be nice to Val Kilmer. He's had a nice hard time Val- in life. Yeah. You do be nice to Val Kilmer. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he is in the room. <laughs> he's sitting right there. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, Why don't you speak up and say something, Val? <laughs> Shut up, Val. What's wrong? Can I got your tongue? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, dude. So mean. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, he was Jim Morrison. I, I'm sorry. That That is a redemption story, Val Kilmer is. Yeah. But yeah, he showed up and like, Doc like walked out in the street and just saw him. 
Like, he didn't know he was coming. He didn't mm-hmm. know he was going to see him. So, like, they have this reunion. That's fucking weird. It is. I think Wyatt sort of knew he was there. Oh, Wyatt but... was stuck his ass. <laughs> but Checked Doc it. didn't. Like, saw what his posts on Facebook were and tried yeah. to be around there at he the right time. He was tasting the dirt mm-hmm. and then sticking his finger in the air yeah. to feel the direction of the wind and well, listening to the ground, well, learning all the ways that the, the ways that he had learned. He was using the power of nature. Well, to yeah, be fair, it was, the, it was the end of the line at that point. Okay. So, like, you gotta go the rest of the way in, like, a stage or a carriage or something. He got off the know? last bus stop and found his friend. Yeah. Yeah. We've so is, that, is that part in the movie where they get off the train? Is yep. that in... Yep. That's at the very beginning of the movie. Las so Vegas, New... That's La- technically, that's Las Vegas, New Mexico. Because they do they do take a yeah. carriage on the way. Dark was going to go with, with Wyatt to Tombstone, and Kate Elder, big mm-hmm. nose Kate... Big gun uh, Kate. <laughs> she didn't want to go, Doc, because she didn't like the Earps. Uh, probably, some people say that she may have known the Earps back in the Wichita days. Hmm. That's why Wyatt knew her name before Kate Elder, right? Her, she's like, listen, Wyatt, I don't like you, you don't like me. He's like, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. And then they all went to Tombstone. Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Moses Leg. Yeah. Who would be, if the Simpsons did uh, Wyatt Earp, he would be Wyatt Earp. Yeah. <laughs> you know when they did like Homer's Odyssey and shit? Yeah. 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 Treehouse Horse kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so Kate went to Globe and uh, Doc and Wyatt and uh, Maddie Blaylock went to Tombstone, and some people say that they bonded along the way, you know, and became better friends along the way. Uh, some people say they didn't travel together at all. Mm-hmm. This shows you how crazy the divide is, it's right? a fragmented narrative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this stuff has got to be based off word of mouth from the Earps, right? Right, like, right. Uh, yeah. And they uh, keeping journals, like... Well, something that made me feel better about this whole series is uh, Bob Bose Bell, who's like my favorite Wild West historian in this topic. He was like, my first book, I thought like all these historians that I looked up to would like welcome me into like their league, you mm-hmm. know? And instead they were like, there's a mistake on every page. And he's like, it hurt, <laughs> it hurt a lot, but it made me, you know, it sort of made me feel better. But, oh, like, don't have even, to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, well the, even like Bob Bo's Bell, like gets, mm-hmm. gets shit. You know what I mean? So I like, why are they joking around? Enough documentaries about the old West to know that if you are an old West historian or documentarian, you dress like a cowboy. Oh modern yeah. Modern day. You got a mustache. You got a mustache. You wear a Jerry shirt. You yeah. you pretty much just look like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, yeah. You look okay. like one of the Earps. You know what I thought was interesting was uh, while watching the movie. By the way, uh, I looked up the actual act, the characters that they're playing, mm-hmm. the real people, and the mustache. The mustaches are downplayed in those movies. Oh yeah. Oh they have yeah. These giant mustaches in the movie. Nothing compared to reality. To the real mustache. It's crazy, too, because the mustaches also had guns back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also like pretty good casting. Thing. Pretty good casting. Oh, I think it is. The guy that plays Johnny Bean looks just like Johnny Bean. Oh, Bean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, uh, I mean, there's what one? is there one picture of J- Texas Jack? That oh, Texas looks, Jack, yeah. I and, still and, think Toby Huss. We said that in our... Yeah, Texas Jack Million. Yeah. I'm the yeah, Toby Huss. Toby Huss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maddie... How do I put this? Maddie was more in love with Wyatt than Wyatt was in love with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Um, she got real bad headaches. She didn't really know how to mitigate their relationship. 
So she took care of those headaches with laudanum. She became a laudanum addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even more so when they got to Tombstone. She's drinking morphine, guys. Well, morphine mixed with alcohol. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I well, well, lo- op- sorry, opium mixed with alcohol. I feel like when you're drinking opium mixed with alcohol, opium's the active ingredient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Virgil, when they got to Tombstone, he was actually the marshal. Marshal's deputy, federal marshal deputy, because uh, Marshal Dake deputized him. He was already uh, running. He, he was a, he was a lawman when mm-hmm. they got there. Um, That's convenient. Mm-hmm. Which is way different than than the movie. Uh, he Virgil was incorruptible too. Like he even arrested and fined his own brothers. You know what I mean? Like for riding their horses too fast, stuff like that. He was really trying to impose the law. Right. You know what I mean? What a fucking dick. <laughs> Well, you don't want to seem corruptible. <laughs> yeah. You can have you can be semi-scrupled. Yeah. Later on, Virgil would impose the Ordinance Number Nine mm. on on uh, Tombstone, which just means that you can't carry guns oh, in yeah. town anymore. That's mm. two scroops of raisins, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> which That's, is gun control. Yeah. You know? It was gun control. It's uh, like you'd still own guns. You can still carry your gun. Just can't do it in town. Boo! Boo! Yeah. Boo! How am I supposed to shoot things to make them the way I want them to be? How am I supposed to just shoot guns in the air? I just want to shoot my guns in the air. I want to shoot my guns in. I want to shoot my guns at the people on the stage in the theater. Yeah. yeah. How am I supposed to get on my horse if I can't shoot the ground? <laughs> yeah. To bat, to, rocket to, jump. On yeah, the yeah. Rocket jump onto the horse. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that scene in Tombstone where they're like shooting at the stage, that would like that would have never happened. Yeah, uh, extreme. You would have you would have gotten buffaloed. You would have gotten fined for discharging a weapon in city limits. I know I've been talking about that movie too much, but I really love how much Jason Priestley's character Billy uh, Breckenridge, Billy Breckenridge, yeah, is clearly in love with Billy Zane. Yeah. Now mm. there was there Mr. Fabian. Now, now by the way, there there were uh, there was a lot there was homosexuality in the old west. Got news for you. Turns out um, it's been around the whole time. The whole time. Billy Breckenridge. Uh, he was he he. There's no no evidence that he was, but there were people of the old west that were, and that's a story for a different day, gentlemen. I recently watched a, a homosexual cowboy movie uh, on the Netflix with uh, ben, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Ah uh, yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brokeback Mountain, which is no. a fantastic. I thought you were going to say hmm. something from the internet that you found. Ah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's called. Uh, Cowboy gets his remote control stuck between the couch cushions while his brother's home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. There's layers in there that if you're laughing, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably cut that, Grace. No. The Earps kind of trickled in, too, into Tombstone. Like the economics? (laughs) James came uh, with his family, as well as Morgan. Now, he, he married a woman in, in Montana. She actually wasn't with him most of the time in, in Tombstone. I think even at all. I think. But Morgan came down to Tombstone. James was there. Warren even showed up. Warren? Yeah. So The whole gang's there? The whole, pretty much the whole gang. Where's like Newton? Well, Newton's off doing his own thing. He's much older than these guys. Uh-huh. He's off doing his Who's own thing. Who's the youngest one? Uh, the youngest one is Warren. He was 24, oh. 25 when he shows up in Tombstone. Wasn't like Wyatt like 30? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his 30s. Yeah. That's the way you did things back then. Yeah. You, you back Just to back out up. the kids. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Get that remote locked just like between the couch Kurt cushions Russell and you just start a family. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. Uh, Isolate that. Yeah. What they liked, what the Earps really liked about Tombstone is that they were looked down upon in Dodge for being on the fringe, on the edge of society, but they weren't that way in Tombstone. Oh. They were accepted for who they were in Tombstone. Nobody cared if you ran a saloon and shit like that. Like, it, they were accepted there. They, these were their people. These mm-hmm. rough-around-the-edges sort of people. You know what I mean? And granted, uh, Tombstone was a divided town, but it, this was their this was their time and place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They liked it a lot. Wyatt was planning on opening a stage business at first. When he got to Tombstone and realized they already had two stage businesses, he scrapped that idea and Son sold his bitch. outfit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but this, the the one he did sell uh, later became famous. Okay. So uh-huh. yeah, and so then he uh, what he did is he uh, got into mining speculation, water rights, that type of thing, and started dealing pharaoh. Because uh, that's the way to make money. Writer, right. capitalist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he listed his job as on the on the census. The pharaoh parts in the movie, the oh, yeah. other parts would have been boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, he there was a mention of it. In, nobody in the, wants been, nobody yeah. wants to watch a movie called like Sim Wyatt Earp. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I would. Which, by the way, no, I'd play that game. <laughs> yeah. You're Wyatt Earp. You get into Tombstone, and you have to like sort out Navigate your businesses. Water, water rights. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. What uh, is this? Uh, what is this town? Crusader <laughs> Kings? I was going to be like... <laughs> Star Wars Episode One. I was like, oh, it's about trade federations. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so Embargos. stupid. It's like this, this green, lush planet that can't survive without the space supplies. Ridiculous. Anyway. Fucking bullshit. Dumb as hell. When they got there, there was sort of this... They called it the Gambler's War. Uh-huh. There was two factions of gamblers. And there was the Easterners. They were from the East. And the Slopers... From the slope of the Rocky Mountains, oh. right? I'm disappointed that it wasn't the winners and the losers. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that was like Biggie, right? Yeah. Easterners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tupac. Westerners. Tupac, yeah. yeah. But there was slope of the Rocky Mountains, I guess. Slope of the Rocky Mountains, that's, yeah. It's closer to California. Yeah. Well, Californians mainly is what they meant by oh. that. Slopers. Um, yeah, so Yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh... <laughs> And they they didn't like each other, even though, you know, there could be Easterners counted among the Slopers and Slopers counted among uh. the Easterners. They were divided politically. You know, this town was divided nearly any which way you can cut it. The Earps and, like, these newcomers, they were Republicans. These were all Democrats. They considered them carpetbaggers, interlopers, you know. And there was, like... A newspaper for one side and a newspaper for the other. Yeah, uh, you know? sounds familiar. News. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then people like you, you criticize you're their guy, and they're like, "Oh, you learned that from uh, this newspaper." And you're yeah. like, "I don't even fucking read that newspaper. I'm just saying what happened." And they're like, yeah. "Exactly, exactly. If you read my newspaper, you'd know the real news. Yeah, the news they're keeping from you on the other side." Yeah, there was the Nugget, mm. which was on the uh, Democratic uh, sort of Arizona side. Yeah. And there was the epitaph, which was on the sort of Republican ERP side of okay. everything. They were friendly towards the ERPs. The ERPs were, yeah. And to clarify, 
about the, the Democrats versus yeah. Republicans again. It had switched yeah. in the 60s. The South. Yeah. Even Bob Bose Bell acknowledged the switch, which I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's undeniably a fact. He was I, like, it switched, dude. It was adorable <laughs> when that guy on Twitter criticized us oh, for talking about so that. Oh, so adorable. Yeah. So fun. He doesn't know his history. He needs to listen more to the show. The mayor was actually the editor of the Epitaph, and he was also the postmaster as well, which is super interesting. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, conflict. There wasn't interest. there wasn't that many people back then, so sometimes you had to wear a lot of hats yeah. to get all the hats jobs were done. Mandatory. <laughs> hats were mandatory, <laughs> and they'd wear a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So you take in case one, one got knocked off. Yeah, or shot, or off. shot off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which happened. Yeah, shot off with a sawed off. Yeah, this is just sounding more and more like tour. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why do you think I have all these hats? Exactly. Well, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you have a mask on, but you have another mask in your pocket in case the thing breaks. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you just forget there's another one in your pocket. You're like, I got another one. Yeah. I and got so many masks guess. at this yeah. point. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I wear three masks because I care about your guys' safety so much. <laughs> Aww. Now, uh, there was a fella that was a sloper. Ugh. And the Slopers, uh, they hung out at mainly at the Alhambra Saloon, mm. and the Easterners hung out at the Oriental Saloon, yeah. right? Better food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a, a guy named either, I, I heard it both ways, but his name was either Johnny Tyler or Johnny Tiley. I hope it's Johnny Tyler. Mm-hmm. I think it was Johnny Tyler. Cool. Anyway, uh, yeah. he was a gambler. Ah, cool. And... Pretty much the second Doc got there, he got in a fight with this guy. Like, in a drunken argument. Nah. And, like, he's, like... <laughs> I love this so much. He, like, asked the bartender for his gun back. And the bartender's like, no! <laughs> so he leaves and he shows up with a gun. You know? Yeah. Like, drunk as fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I feel like... It's a running feud with them, though. No, this they... whole thing. I feel like Doc must have a lot of running feuds with a lot yeah. of random yeah. people. Yeah. He's an asshole. Doc He's a Holliday total is asshole. one of those historical characters that I feel like when I hear stories about, I'm like, I am so interested in this guy. I want to hear more about this guy. But the idea of being around them <laughs> yeah. in actual reality sounds... Well, there's a great like, line in the movie that actually... Uh, in Tombstone, the movie, if you yeah. fans at home, what movie <laughs> could I be fucking talking yeah. about? Uh, Virgil says something about, like... Oh, I hate that guy, Doc. And he go, and he's like, why do you, why do you, why do you hang out with him or whatever? I don't remember. Yeah. And he goes, uh, why? He, he goes, makes me it laugh. makes me laugh. Yeah. And I was like, that is so a thing. It I is have, a thing. It's I a real have, thing. I've had people be like, why are you bringing this guy? Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. And that, and that was me. Or yeah. Tyler. We're yeah, all that guy. All yeah. the four all of us are that, that guy. guy. Yeah. We're all Doc Holiday. Max, like, speak for yourself. No, Everybody fucking loves me. It's true. I know. I mean, fucking. That's actually kind of true. Jerry absolutely hated me when you first met me. But that's uh, a story for a different day. Yeah, I hate everyone when I first meet them. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Jerry liked me immediately. I think that's right? actually true. I, I, think I unfriended you on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never met a person more unlike myself that I've had a faster friendship That's with. a great yeah. point, actually. Yeah. That's okay. 
So heartfelt moment right here on the show, guys. <laughs> Realize this about a two few minute rolling rocks. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting the into the I love you man stage. <laughs> it's rare. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do I do I need to bust out the camera so uh, we can start up the OnlyFans or what? <laughs> you mean uh, the lonely fans? The lonely yeah. fans, exactly. There's an election that sort of it's in the middle of all of this, but it's kind of the beginning seeds of resentment between the Earps and this other faction that's more I, I won't say loyal to the Cowboys but more comfortable with the Cowboys mm-hmm. right and that's like Johnny B and, and, and Billy Breckenridge and those people yeah and they don't they don't like the uh, these Earps coming in and bringing no. up their like no, northeast ideas and when they're like oh Dodge City huh these fellas from Dodge City are coming yeah, in coming huh? in here taking making our us guns. maybe kind of like uh, obey some of the guidelines that are in place yeah so there was election uh, an election between uh, Charlie Scheibel and Bob Paul okay it it was for the, a law position right I got my money on Scheibel <laughs> well the Cowboys were on the Scheibel side. Mm-hmm. And Bob Paul was on the ERP side. And the thing was is... Now, some people say it's not true. Some people say it is true. Who knows? But the Cowboys basically stuffed the ballot box and rigged the election for Scheibel. And Bob Paul, like, looking at the election results and how, like, how people voted, it's not adding up, right? <laughs> so he contests the election, Right. So Scheibel and, and Bob Paul are sort of out of the running, right? He goes back to his work uh, as like a stage driver, Wells Fargo driver, right? And that's how Wyatt met him, because Wyatt has to take up work again as riding shotgun for Wells Fargo, right? right? And he's like, God damn it. I was trying to get away from this type of shit. I'm trying to get away from this fun-ass job. <laughs> <laughs> I have but, too many bank accounts now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while this is happening, though, they got to pick, you know, a sheriff for now, you know, and they're like, okay, well, what do we do? You know, they're looking a lot of places, you know, they're like, well, we got Virgil, so that's good. And why it's like, well, maybe I'll, I'll like throw my hat in the ring, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what position they were vying for between Scheibel and Bob Paul. Wyatt wanted to be sheriff. Johnny Bean wanted to be sheriff. Johnny Bean told Wyatt, Hey dude, if you let me be sheriff, I'll make you my undersheriff. Just just like you were for Bat. You know? Solid politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like you were for Bat. And so Wyatt's like, okay. And when Johnny Bean gets the job, he leaves Wyatt out of the conversation. Uh, oh, bad move. Shit. Bad, that's a bad yeah. move. Get so there's some, anim- there's some animosity then here. You, but right? then also you... The paper trail for your fucking right. shady handshake agreements needs. were the order of the day at this point. That's in time. the thing about the shen- well, handshake agreements. And while all this election stuff is going on, Bob Paul's driving the stagecoach, and you know there's people on it, and there's passengers and stuff, and they get robbed, and by masked assailants, right? And two people, innocent people, not carrying guns or anything, are killed. And that really pisses people off because usually when people are killed in like a gunfight or something, it's mutual combat, right? Mm-hmm. They were both kind of the problem. But when innocent people are killed, like the normal people of Tombstone got pissed off. They See, got really mad and they wanted answers. This is okay. So, this is the reason why I had a kid. Because, so when I get robbed, when I say, please, please don't kill me, I have a family. 
I'm not lying anymore. Mm-hmm. I get, I'm being honest, and they can see the pathetic fear you, in my you eyes. You have lied to so many criminals <laughs> over the and years. I can see that it eats you up. You don't want to. Lie Every to them. single time, I get my ass kicked. <laughs> and I'm hoping, but I, I'm hoping that this mitigates the ass kicking just a little but bit. And I need to really stop flashing wads of hundreds in public. <laughs> and also saying really loudly. I hope no no dickheads try to rob me mm-hmm. on Third yeah. and Pike. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because I'm going to buy a bunch of McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I'm going into the McDonald's and I got money to burn. Is that <laughs> yeah. Second and Pike? No, that's Third and Pike. Third and Pike. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I used to work at the Starbucks on Third and Pike. So, no, so the Westlake one? It was Third and Pine where ah. uh, McDonald's is at. I worked on Third and Pike. And that's where the Starbucks was yeah. at. The old, is it Pike or Pine game? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. great, because we had all the... Uh, it's like all, just a few blocks. Like. We, we had all the drug dealers hang out over there, and they kept order in that fucking place. It was awesome. Sounds like this story. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Third that, that third and Pike Pine area yeah. is pretty, basically yeah. Tombstone. <laughs> you're not wrong. Holy shit. <laughs> there, there was a lot of talk about who committed this stage robbery, because people wanted answers, you know. And... When they kind of figured out who did it, it was a guy named Billy Leonard and a fellow named Crane and another guy named... Crane. His last name was Crane. And uh, I got another guy named Harry Head. Was he a brain in like a robot suit? That's <laughs> Crane. Crane. I know, yeah. but it was close. Come on. I imagine Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I actually had a hard time not calling him Niles Crane. <laughs> but uh, the other guy was Harry Head. Huh? Hey. Harry Head. It's weird no, because that's the part of the nothing? penis that's the, I mean, the least likely to be hairy. I was about to say something, but then you kept on fucking going at it. Well, he kept going at it. What was the? There was a character when you were naming off the lists of cowboys yeah. or whatever, and one of them was like Bullshit Johnson or something, yeah. and you're like, yeah. nothing on that one? I was like, yeah, it's just... It's all I know. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's too obvious. Okay, so... Hairy head? Hairy head. How's your head? Harry. Now, the thing about Billy Leonard is that he was a gambler, mm-hmm. and he was consumptive. He had tuberculosis, yeah. just like Doc. I honestly Stylish. think it'd be... You'd save time by saying the number of people who weren't gamblers and had yeah, yeah. consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, And the thing was, is because they were uh, because Doc and, and Billy Leonard were both consumptives, they were friends. They knew each other. Okay. And a lot of people in Tombstone thought that Doc had something to do with it. And because Doc was connected with the Earps, that the Earps had something to do with it. If not directly, then indirectly. Huh. Yeah. Okay? Makes sense. It's now, a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. Now, it's it may not Epstein be, situation with the Clintons. Right. It may not be, <laughs> it may not be true, but, but the thing is, is that, like, Doc kind of has a loose alibi. It's, it's honestly, there's no evidence that he took part in it. But there is some pretty good evidence that he knew about it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, they may have had a conversation about it. And because the Earps were so in with the Wells Fargo stages, maybe they knew the comings and goings. And, and But but the, it doesn't make a lot of sense because Paul, uh, Bob Paul was their friend and he was on that stage yeah. when it was robbed. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, Bob Paul wasn't killed. Some some people in the rumor mill of uh, Tombstone would say, yeah, that was their... That was our plan the whole time. It's all about misdirection. It's like, yeah. it's like Tombstone 9-11. Dude, it's, it's like... Like, how much did Bush let happen to predicate a war? And how much did he not know about 
And it just kind of happened. It feels like a Nolan Batman movie to me, where so they're like robbing somebody in every misdirection. Yeah. 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 Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy are there. Fucking. It's like narration over all something. the different ways it could happen. And you're yeah, like, you're moving oh. backwards, and you have to have like conversations. I paid $25 to see this. Yeah. So the rumor mill in, in Tombstone was really going with, are the Earps involved? Are they not? You know, is Doc involved? Are they not? You know? And Doc. He goes in and out of Tombstone. He goes to Tucson. He hears of, like, these high-stake po- poker games and tries to go get them. Like, he tried to go to Tucson one time for a high-stakes poker game. It was over before he got there, so he just went back I would to imagine. It's not like you can fucking take yeah. a flight out <laughs> He's there. He's riding right. a horse, you know? <laughs> You're like, oh, it's at 8 o'clock tonight, and I am about 300 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up at noon. <laughs> I, am, I am addicted to gambling, so I will go and Fuck see it. if I yeah. can make it. Yeah. I'm going to gamble. That traffic test. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So some sometimes uh, he's not around to defend mm. himself, you know. But, like, it gets into people's heads, especially on that faction, that anti-ERP faction, that uh, they're into some loosey-goosey fucking shady shit, yeah. you know. And some people, like, later on, like the Clantons and the McClowries, would straight up call them stage robbers. Ooh. You know what I mean? I sincerely doubt they were stage robbers. But they, on that side, they would say that, you know what I mean? And being a stage robber is worse than being a cattle wrestler by magnitude. Well, because two people are dead. Yeah. People don't die when you're rustling cattle, usually. Usually. You know. Unless something goes wrong. Right. Unless the Mexican federales kill you. It's like the the past day equivalent of a victimless, victimless crime. Right. Well, well it's, except it's the not, people you stole the cattle from. Right. It's right. not victimless, but no one's dead. They'll get new cows. No one's dead. Yeah. 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 Insurance on. companies will pay off those cows, <laughs> and they're the real enemy. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have cow insurance? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bastards. Well, no. well. So basically, the way it pans out, like you know, Virgil, Virgil's still like a, a marshal, but Johnny Beans, the the sheriff. And so you you have basically two factions of lawmen mm-hmm. that don't like each other, like right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and every once in a while, Virgil would deputize his brothers, you know, so like Wyatt, except for Jim. Jim was older. He was running his own saloon. He he, he was actually running a bowling alley in nice. Tombstone yeah. and, and saloon. Imagine but he, he's a bit of a, like, a, a dude-style character. Yeah. <laughs> Jim was never deputized, but but Wyatt and Warren and Morgan were definitely deputized by by Virgil, and they'd go out and they'd look for you know stolen horses, usually leading them to either the Clantons or the McClowries. One time, because it, you know, stolen horse, one time it was Wyatt's horse, and that's why they were looking. The other time it was because there were government mules, which made it Virgil's problem because he's a, a U.S. federal marshal. Government right. mules. Government mules. It was yeah. the uh, government cheese of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the army, it was stolen from the army. Yeah. Government um, mule wasn't that a band? That was a band. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, right. indeed. The thing was, is it would usually lead them over there, and they most of the time they would have nothing to show for, you know fucking with the McClory's or, or with the Clantons, you know? Mm-hmm. And the like, trail had gone cold. Yeah, and like one time they had to walk back like 18 miles back to Tombstone because they'd been riding around too much and their horses were too tired. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Just call Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> Uber? 
with Wyatt and all the Earp brothers being deputized by Virgil, and Virgil being so incorruptible and wanting people to obey the law, there, there were certain instances where they saved certain people from a lynch mob. Okay. Where, like, the guy was clearly in the wrong, but they were like, no, he's going to see his day in court, and he'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? And one such case was a fellow by the name of Johnny behind the deuce. Uh, yeah, he oh, shot him. He shot a man in the face. Uh, <laughs> and there was a there was a lynch mob chasing him and his driver, and they ran into Virgil, and they took him back back to Tombstone and guarded him from a lynch mob. And it just it, it just kind of goes to show how much they believed in sort of law and order, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's just sort of indicative of their character, right? After the Earps would end up at places like the Clantons or, or the McClowries, there was one instance where uh, Frank McClowry came up to Virgil on the street of Tombstone. And he said, hey, you ever come after us again? I'm going to fucking kill you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing anything wrong. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, you come after me again. I, I swear to God. And Virgil was like, if I have a warrant for your arrest, I'm coming after you, dude. Believe it, man. And so, like, now there's animosity there. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And that was like their first, yeah, that was like their first run-in with these government mules and stuff, with with the McClowries. Virgil actually lost the election to become a marshal again, Um, and he was replaced by a guy named Ben Sippy, who later disappeared, uh, and (laughs) no one knew where he went. He went off to go invent a cup that is meant for children (laughs) to drink out of. Mm -hmm. He invented the Sippy Cup. I got it. Yep. The Sippy Cup. Yeah. I, uh, I believe that. He invented uh, sipping. It was all chugging before that. And and once Ben Sippy like was like, fuck this, there's no winning solution to this, Virgil was reinstated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm not I'm not built for this. Yeah. <laughs> we need someone who's gonna chug justice, not someone who's gonna sip it. Yeah. <laughs> uh but the thing was, is uh, Kate Elder was back in town, oh. uh, trying to mend shit with Doc, and she would come, come and go, you know, and uh, she, her and Doc fought a lot, and she got super drunk one night cool. and started accusing Doc of that stage robbery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad move. Yeah, and even like, like signed a testimony and stuff that is lost to history. We don't actually know what she said, but she implicated Doc in this, right? Mm-hmm. And Virgil even like. Was she Doc. drunk while she signed the test? I think so. So you could just do that? You like, could just do that. Yeah. Jeez. I promise yeah, I haven't been drinking fat. laudanum all night. Yeah. They they basically put her on a train and were like, get out of here. Yeah. Because we don't need this right now. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that's the closest thing to being run out on a rail that we've actually encountered yes, on the show. Yes, yep. you're right, because she yeah. sort of was. Right? Yeah. It's a... Yeah. Uh, yeah. High speed rail at the time. Yeah, yeah. Now, Wyatt wanted to catch the guys that committed this uh, stage robbery because he wanted to look good for that, you know, he because he was still eyeing that sheriff's position, mm-hmm. right? And he wanted to look good in front of everyone. So he wanted to catch these guys real bad. And he saw Ike Clanton, and he went to him, and he had a proposition. And he goes, you got to tell me, you're not going to tell anyone before I tell you what it is. Which is always super sticky, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hell no. Yeah. It's like, promise not to get mad. But then yeah. you don't get to hear it, so. Yeah. Yeah, so 
he said, listen, you help us catch these cowboys, because I know they're cowboys, and I know you, I know you know who they are, you know, mm-hmm. help me catch them, we won't tell anyone, I'll give you all the reward money, but I get the glory, mm-hmm. right, I get the, I get to be the hero, but you get the money under the table, no one has to know. He probably doesn't want the glory, Ike. Yeah, I, Ike <laughs> doesn't need glory. <laughs> right. well, I mean, he just, wants the money. He's <laughs> yeah. like the one who sold out all the, the other cowboys. Yeah, so... It's not a glory he needs. Yeah, so Ike is like, hmm, reward money, you know, because it's, it's a pretty penny back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, okay, okay. But what happens is, is all those guys were killed in a shootout, and their plan sort of failed. Oof. But all what those it, guys are already dead. Yes, but what it did is it left them both with a terrible secret. Mm-hmm. You know, on one side, Ike looks like he's betraying his cowboy brothers. Mm-hmm. And on the other, Wyatt's double dealing with cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No winners. Right. There's no winners. And the thing is, is they're left with this between them. And Ike gets more and more paranoid as time goes that Wyatt's telling other people. About this whole deal, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That gets the uh, the old murder wheels turning in your oh, head. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and the thing was is like Wyatt's trying to like keep his own business together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. He's spending more time at the Oriental, working as a faro dealer, paying less attention to Maddie, and you know he's part owner of the Oriental at this time, and he has rival. You know, the Alhambra, he has rival saloons trying to run him out of business by, like, hiring yahoos to come down and shoot up the places. Or, you know, raise a ruckus down there. Mm -hmm. And he needs help, you know. Who do you think Wyatt calls for some muscle? Doc and Bat? Bat Masterson. Oh, hell yeah. There we go. Yeah. So he sends a wire over, over to Dodge, and Bat's there, fresh off of the whole, uh... Billy Thompson uh, thing. Mm-hmm. From last episode. From last episode. He comes on down, and he meets uh, Wyatt and Tombstone. And yeah, he's, he's like a bouncer for them. He, there's another guy that shows up as well. A fellow by the name of Luke Short mm. shows up to be a bouncer for them. Tall man, 6'2". <laughs> yeah. He's the hat-shooting guy from Yeah, yeah hat-shooting guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't shoot hats. His hat got shot. Yeah, yeah. right. And it didn't get shot off. He's got right? a tall hat, small head. <laughs> Big it old was, chaps. It was the yeah. opposite <laughs> Big old of chaps. a cone head. It was like, just flat. He's yeah. he's he's using his apparel to create a silhouette that is impossible by actual physical standards. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he just is a centaur. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever was in the back half of the horse costume, he switched him out enough no. so they didn't have to get... But no matter what, it had a four-inch hole drilled into the butt. <laughs> and that was for specific conventions that they went to. <laughs> well, before Bat arrives, the cowboys come into town. They're raising hell as usual. Among them is Curly Bill Brocious. He goes on a bender, and he starts. him and his buddies start shooting guns outside. They all hear the gunshots, you know. Uh, Wyatt's a little closer than the rest of his brothers, but uh, Fred White, who's in charge, he was an uh, inexperienced lawman. He's in his early 30s. Super young man. Yeah. Uh, fresh, and, gre- very green. Yeah. Greenhorn, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Not an old man at all. Not an old man. 
he he goes and gets Curly Bill first. You know, Wyatt's right behind him. He actually borrows a gun from the bartender and runs down. <laughs> what is his position? Because Wyatt, he's actually no, no, not... no, Fred, Fred oh, White. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of telling this out of, out, of, out of sequence here, just just to make sure you understand the characters. Mm-hmm. At this point, Johnny Bean doesn't have any power yet. Mm-hmm. That that thing with the sheriff happens after the death of Fred White. What I'm mm. getting to right here. So basically, Curly Bill has his gun out. Fred White comes up to him. Uh, they're sort of in a doorway, mm-hmm. right? In an entryway of this place. Mm. And he comes up. He's, he's approaching him face on. And he goes, Curly Bill, I need I need you to give me your gun. You know? And he gets closer. And as he's getting closer, he... Just as he's grabbing the, the, the gun, Wyatt runs up behind him and puts his arms around Curly Bill. Mm-hmm. It's like, you goddamn cowboy son bitch. And... The gun goes off, right, right in Fred White's groin. Oh shit! And, Shits his um, dick clean off. Yeah, and some people, <laughs> you know, some people have portrayed this. You know, I think it's almost partly Wyatt's fault that he did that. Partly? Yeah. <laughs> but some people have have said that uh, Curly Bill pulled the the they they even named it after Curly Bill. But it's where you take your gun, you know, you have it out, the handle out. And then you flip it back and you shoot him, yeah. right? So he did upside, the fli- upside down guns. Upside, yeah, and he flipped it and shot him, right? But it probably had more to do with the fact that Fred White grabbed the gun and then Wyatt grabbed Curly Seems Bill. Seems like there's too much going off. on to like really be able to like, you know what I'm gonna do? It's I'm okay. gonna flip this gun right now. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'm gonna kill this guy because this guy is grabbing me. Like it's all yeah. like an instant. Yeah, yeah. It just well, the and, gun goes off. That's well, what, what I imagine. Well, and and. and when people say that, like, he flipped the gun or whatever, what that does is exonerate Wyatt from having anything to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But the point is, is that it goes off. It actually, it does the same thing to Ed Masterson. It sets his clothes on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he dies hours later, Fred White does. But even on his deathbed, Fred, Fred White says, it was an accident. Hmm. He didn't mean to shoot me. Fred White's sort of impartial in this story. A lot of people think of him that way, at least. But, like, Wyatt goes and testifies even, like, what happened and whatnot. And he goes, did you see him twist the gun around? And he's like, no. And he goes, okay, then it's an accident. You know, mm-hmm. that's what the yeah. judge said. Right. You know, in the movie Tombstone, he goes, did you see him actually shoot him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Then there's no, no witnesses, no murder. And it's like, how does that make any sense? Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> well, in the movie, to their defense, they're like, I can't believe that's what happened. The yeah. guy clearly <laughs> shot him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also, why it doesn't show up till, like, yeah, after he's dead. In the movie, like, he shoots a very old man in the street. Yeah, <laughs> per- clearly on purpose. Yeah, and then then White shows up. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Fred White was not an old man. He yeah. he was. Our That's age. why we're making the jokes. <laughs> yeah. This is that move not to seem Tombstone. He was a man in his thirties. Yeah. Early thirties. Yeah. Early thirties. Younger yeah. than than Chris and I. Yeah, yeah, same age as Emma Watson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you need, I googled uh, yeah. a celebrities who were thirty one, and I was, yeah. it's like Emma Watson, Ed Sheeran, yeah, uh, Emma. What's the other Emma? Roberts? Yeah, Emma Roberts. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Nash, Zach Meck. I'm thirty two. Oh wait, oops. Oh, you're an old man compared I'm to Frank White. I'm an old yeah. man. Uh, Oceans of time. Yeah. But uh, there, there was actually a, a lynch mob that wanted to hang Curly Bill right then and there, and probably the, would have helped. Yeah, and the uh, the herps protected him, mm-hmm. 
and actually took him to where he needed to be tried. They guarded him. As so, like, they he's going to stand trial. Yeah. yeah. Right. And along the way, like, Curly Bill's like, y'all know what lawyer I should get? They had some recommendations, and he goes, well, I can't have that guy because he tried to prosecute me earlier. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can't, have that, yeah. can't have that other small-town lawyer. That's just a bullfrog in a top hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn country lawyer. He yeah. already, he's already screwed me. Yeah. <laughs> he screwed me in numerous... I've given him multiple chances. Yeah. <laughs> His retainer is very expensive. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just... It's not worth the price. Yeah. So, uh, Curly Bill is acquitted. He's acquitted. Mm-hmm. Because he's released from jail, he goes on this historic bender with his friends. And uh, his friends cool. being John Ringo and Pony Deal. Uh, Pony Deal? Pony Deal. Yep. Yeah. They Sounds go like, the... a, like a shitty side rapper from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Featuring, like featuring Pony Deal. Feet, feet dot Pony Deal in the, the music video... Chiron or whatever. Yeah, you he comes sliding it. in like during like the Kramer. The, yeah, <laughs> I'm sliding in like, like a rap, like rap oh, like Kramer. Cisco. That's that's better. Yeah, yeah. Where's the racism? Wearing chaps and a vest that are undetectable by most forms of uh, radar and satellite. Yeah, <laughs> because of their reflective qualities. Yeah, I get it. Well, they go. Uh, they they fuck with a priest. Um, they chase a priest out of out of his congregation with guns. Uh, they they. Go to a wedding party and, and make everyone strip and uh, hmm. dance nude. Is that kind of what that opening scene is kind of referencing? Yeah, it's evocative of that. Mm-hmm. And there's some other guys with them, you know, Sherman McMaster, you know, uh, some of these other sort of hard cases. But we don't know why. Some of them turned from being cowboys into being friends of the Earps. We don't really know why they did this, but they turned over a new leaf. And they were like, we don't want to be a part of these guys anymore. Took it too far. <laughs> you know? That literally happens in the movie. Yeah, they took it's, it. It's uh, Yondu. Well, from yeah, Galaxy. Michael uh, Rooker, Michael Rooker, who and, plays Sherman McMaster, I believe. He does. And yeah. uh, in the first scene, when they're they're like shooting up that uh, yeah. wedding, wedding or whatever, wedding. and then they eat all their food, you just see it'll cut to Michael Rooker just looking disappointed in them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Setting I like up how later. Well, I like <laughs> how he's like, oh, that I like how right. in the movie. That's not a bridge too far for them. It's when they like shot into like their like the Earp women yeah. like lodgings. That's that's what I imagine, which did not happen in real life. But like they're like, I heard they tried to kill your women. That was wrong. And it's like, but but killing a whole wedding party and raping a bride in front of everybody was not yeah. a bridge too far for you. Hey, what I'm saying is clearly <laughs> he did look. He, they cut to him looking disapprovingly. Yeah. yeah. His, so, he Michael, was like, maybe, Mike, you know, they got two or three more straws before I fucking... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, it was Michael Rooker's perpetually 75-year-old face. Um, yeah. back, whether it's now or then, he's just, he's been an old man the whole time. Yeah. Did I, did I uh, uh, mention how Curly Bill was deputized by the Bean administration? No. No. Did I? Okay, well, Billy Breckenridge... Went over to the Clanton Ranch, found Curly Bill over there. Actually, it wasn't the the Clanton Ranch. It was uh, in um, San Simon, uh, San Simon, uh, which is where the cowboys hung out. Anyway, uh, he went and found him there because they needed to collect taxes. This is part of their job. And he needed somebody to help uh, collect taxes in that area, which because the cowboy presence has never had taxes collected ever. 
Cowboys don't pay taxes. Yeah. 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 So so uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Billy Breaker Ridge gets over there and he goes, "Hey, I need muscle. I need help to to make these people of this area pay taxes. I need your help." And Curly Bill laughs the fact that he would ask him yeah. to be deputized. Like, even Curly Bill knows these. He's like, these cowboys yeah. are job creators. Why should yeah. they have to pay taxes? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Curly Bill laughs, and even Curly Bill, check this out, Curly Bill says, don't worry, Billy, we'll make every single one of those goddamn cowboys pay their taxes. <laughs> and he did, he helped them collect taxes. Well, they, like, went into, like, these secret, like, hidden areas, and he goes, boys, we're here to collect taxes, and if you want to you wanna live in this society... Well, then we got to pay our taxes. There huh. you go. <laughs> so there you go. I'm Even... considering they were making profit off of, you know, stolen goods. Well, they they, they probably skimmed off the top. A lot of them did it. That's yeah. all I'm right. saying is yeah. it's like they're like already like making profit off of yeah. nothing. Hey, you either get no taxes or you're getting some taxes with little skimmed off the top. <laughs> that's that's some Old West law right there. Yeah. And uh, uh, the thing was, is Billy Breckenridge, Breckenridge even said about Curly Billy, he goes, that guy was an amazing shot. Like, as we were riding through the countryside, he'd, like, see rabbits and shit, like, far off. And with a pistol, like, with his six gun, he could hit them. Deadeye. Yeah. And, and it's like, that dude was a really fucking good shot. That guy know? is terrifying. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> don't get on his bad side. Well, exactly. He was like, I'm glad he's on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> when, I, when I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and like I have my dead eye maxed out, I just like freeze time and just blam, kill blam, everyone blam, blam. one shot each. Yeah. I'm just like, people must be like, well, that guy was a good shot. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you shot everyone in the forehead. Like, it's like a, if, if at the OK Corral, Doc Holliday just shot everyone on the other side yeah. in one second. Yeah. In, just in boom, one, boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 done. Yeah. Before anyone could pull out their guns or anything. Yeah. yeah. But when Bat got to Tombstone, shit kind of settled down for a little bit, except that there, there was another friend of Bat's. He was as close with uh, Luke Short as he was with this guy. This guy's name was uh, Charlie Storms. Oh. He was a gambler. Yeah. Um, as most of them were. Oh, no shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, An adulterer. Yeah. Weird. He, yeah, he a was... drunk. Yeah, yep. Sometimes a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of these people. Yeah. Like, like all of these people, like, oh, and they were definitely laboring definitely had yeah. tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke Short and Charlie Storms got in an argument. And these mm. are both Bat's friends. Good friends. Those are porn names. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know about Luke Short. No. That guy probably... He's got, he's the biggest in the business, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm it's not ironic. talking about his stardom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's an ironic name. It, yeah. Either that or they only use him for anal scenes. <laughs> Jeez. There you go. <laughs> the, the ladies appreciate the courtesy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, at this time, like, like Bat, Bat had been bouncing around Colorado. He, he was really liking Colorado. Like, staying on Leadville. Yeah. Guess, guess why it was called Leadville. Because there was lead in them hills? Yes, there was. <laughs> Gives you cancer. Yeah. Stay away from those Jets kids. But yeah, uh, <laughs> when, when, this fight, when this fight broke, broke out uh, between Luke Short and Charlie Storms, like, Bat broke up the fight. Uh, because Bat was great at that. At, at talking people out. Because people, you know, or and if it got too nuts... Bat had the muscle to, to Buffalo on. But yeah. everyone liked Bat. He was universally loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did Doc Holliday like him? Um, no. I don't know. Nobody liked Doc Holliday. Really, no, I'm saying Doc Holliday liked Bat. 
I don't know. He's like, if we weren't friends, I, I don't know if I could bear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the guy that uh, Doc knifed, if you remember, yeah. from our, our previous episode. With his knife, the, the queen bitch or whatever? The hell bitch. Yeah, the hell oh, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. fucking cool. It's a cool. big buoy knife that was actually fashioned out of a meat cleaver. Sweet. Anyway, weird shit that I run across. So, Bat's able to, like, make Charlie Storms go away. He's like, dude, go sleep it off. And this is in the morning, mind you. This is in the morning when they're drunk and having this fight. This shows you how much they drank. They've been out all night. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But Charlie Storms comes back. Did they get up at 6 a.m. and start drinking at 9 like they're going to catch a flight? Pretty much. I mean, I guess so. They have airports back then. Sometimes you just had to do it. Just get it. There's nothing else to do. Just get up early and get fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Start playing cards. Yeah. well, Charlie Storm came back with a gun and uh, found Luke short. Bat was too far away. He almost, like, saw it in slow motion. No. Yeah. But Charlie Storm said to, to Luke short, he's like, Are you as tough as you were this morning? You know? And he's like, Oh, I'm ten times the man as you. Yeah. You know? And Luke short pulled his gun faster and blew him away. Like, cool. right on the street. Cool. Yeah. And, well, the thing is, is, like, Bat lost one of his friends. Like, both of them were his friends. Right. And like, oh, it'd be like if you two shot each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, well, fuck. I don't know what to do. Yeah. We're like, I'd still release that episode. It'd be a great <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Well, Bat actually testified at, at the trial, and he, he was like, yeah, I, I knew them both really well. I will say that, you know, Charlie Storms did approach Luke Short with a gun, so this was definitely self-defense. Mm-hmm. Luke Short got off, and he left Tombstone. Well, there you go. That's how it went. I just want to think that uh, there will be an episode someday where, like, Jerry shoots Tyler or vice versa. <laughs> and one of, you'll go to jail, and that's just me and Zach doing the podcast. Like, there will come a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, it's just us now. If you listen yeah. to the last one, you understand why. Yeah. Tyler, high noon. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Oh, no. This is why we don't record at noon. Yeah, Because exactly. we would shoot each other. Yeah. I mean... Really, the only thing stopping us from shooting each other is the time of day that we record the podcast. That's yeah. a fact. It is. Mm-hmm. We're too tired. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the energy. Might as well call it the, the Pack and Heat podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bat was sort of glad that both of his friends weren't dead. But <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like Luke Short even told Bat, he's like, man, you got some fucking friends, dude. Jesus Christ. You're like, you really pick them, man. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like everyone got along with Bat. Yeah, he's you like, know. I like everybody. If you Except didn't that f- fucking dot hol- doc holiday. Yeah, but if you didn't fuck with Bat, then you were cool, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of how we saw life. You didn't, fu- you don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. We could be friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, Bat got an urgent telegram from Dodge, from his brother Jim, yeah. or, or I, I don't know if it's actually from his brother Jim or from, from somebody else, but his brother Jim was in trouble. His, he's in a jam. Yeah. He's in uh, a gym jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim was part owner of the Long Branch Saloon by now with A.J. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, A.J. Peacock hired his son-in-law to be a bartender. Mm-hmm. And he mouthed off it at Jim. J.J. Peacock. A.J. Peacock. But I'm saying his son's name is J because he's son-in-law. No, it's, oh, it's okay. Son-in-law. He took the wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that, but in the Wild West, that would have it would not have happened. You Sorry. either get to be Peacock or Crapmaster. <laughs> Jim was not about to be talked to like that from a bartender. Yeah. 
He was like, fuck you, dude. People. But A.J. Peacock was like, fucking kill you. Like, this is a family issue now. Yeah. So he sent up, you know, they sent off a telegram like, hey, bet, dude, your brother's in trouble. Get here as fast as you can. And he did. You know. <laughs> did A.J. Peacock send off a peacock? Why would he send for bat? I don't know. I just I, he sent for somebody else who never got there because it's a fucking peacock. Yeah. Not a it's a peacock. It didn't work. They're like you know peacocks don't deliver messages the way pigeons do. They're actually very yeah. slow. They're really <laughs> slow. And he's like, I have an, a, a reputation to uphold. I gotta do everything with peacocks. Okay, it's like gotta, my thing. I gotta do whatever the peacock yeah. says. I'm, he's dressed like uh, he's a regular son of Sam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen talking to this peacock. anything on Netflix. I haven't seen anything on Hulu. I only watch stuff on Peacock, dude. I'm trying to fucking maintain. Yeah. He loves it. AP Bio. Yeah, he loves yeah. AP Bio. Watches and nothing episode. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Winter Olympics. Yeah, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I don't know what's on AP Bio. Re- reruns of I like always Friends. Friends, so I know AP Bio is there. <laughs> Friends, I guess, maybe. For the Office. The Office. Uh, anyway, so Bat rides like hell. Mm-hmm. He finishes the rest of it on a train, and he's like, man, I hope I get there be- you know, before it's too late. And straight out of a movie, guys. Straight out of Once Upon a Time in the West. He gets off the train, the train pulls away, and Bat is there, and there's A.J. Peacock and his son-in-law with guns. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they're like, we want to talk to you. And he's like, okay, calm down, guys. And he's like yeah. starting to approach him, and they just run for cover and start shooting. Oh, so shit. Bat dies for cover. Yeah. And like over the course of like, ah, f- a few minutes, Bat empties both of his pearl handled guns in, like, at these guys. The new sheriff comes up with a shotgun. Bat has empty guns. And he goes, I'm taking you in. And Bat even, like, has a moment where he's like, do I fight my way out? Right. But he's like, I can't, I'm not gonna fucking survive this. Yeah. So they take Jim Masterson and Bat Masterson, and they go, here's the train. East or West. But you're getting out of Dodge. Getting the fuck <laughs> out of Dodge. That's where it comes yeah. from. And they forced him, you know. And so they left. But they wouldn't stay gone. We're going to leave Bat sort of there for now. Mm-hmm. And go back to Wyatt. Now, Wyatt doesn't have any, any more help as good as Bat anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is too bad for what's about to happen. Um, too bad. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, as I said before, Ike Clanton is becoming more and more paranoid. He's starting starting to say things like, like, hey, Wyatt, I, you're telling people about our deal. And he's like, no, I didn't. I did mm-hmm. not. And he goes, yeah, well, I, Doc Holliday told me about it. He said himself. He told me about it. And he's like, well, Doc is out of town right now. When he comes back, I'll convince both of you. You know, I'll convince you. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't tell anyone, you know. And he's still just like, I don't know, man. And like, well, you told this guy. He told me. And he's mm-hmm. like, I, I did not do that. That is a hat no. rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy uh, told me. That guy told me. The well, one with the hats. Damn mine. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of hats. Yeah. The guy in the big the jacket and the hat. Yeah. Uh, Stack them. <laughs> so on October 25th, 1881, that... That day, Ike Clanton and Tom McClory uh, rode in to Tombstone. Mm-hmm. And they were taking care of business, right? TCB. And they were, they were also no. there to hang out, like normal, right? And 
what happened was, is like, in the middle of the day, Ike's hanging out in this place, and, and Morgan's there, Wyatt's there, they're eating lunch, they're kind of minding their own business, and Ike is there, and while he's there, they're kind of just staying away from each other, but Doc Holliday comes in, and he starts ranting at Ike. Mm-hmm. He's like, you keep my fucking name out of your mouth, dude. Yeah. Stop accusing me of crimes. What the fuck is wrong with you? One day, man, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to blow you away, dude. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, I'm unarmed right now. And he goes, heal yourself, which means arm yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. He goes, you know, get healed and fucking heal come yourself. back here. Yeah, come back here and I'll, we'll fucking, we'll have, we'll fight, dude. Skin that smoke wagon. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere did I see that line happen, but it's a great That's line. That's a great <laughs> It's a great I'm like, line. all those are weird words, but I know yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke wagon. And by the way, for weird words that happen in that movie, everyone knows what a lunger is, right? Somebody with tuberculosis. Yes. I, I, just, I say so because I've heard people say, like, use lunger, I think, from that movie in different contexts. And it's like, are you calling them a consumptive? Like, are yeah. you... Are, is yeah. it... Are you, are you using a pejorative term for one who has tuberculosis? I don't think they meant it that way, but that's what it means. Yeah, I always thought it was a reference to Dolph Lundgren, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> You're uh, nothing but a big old muscly Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I'm a bit of a Lunger. Uh, I, I really like uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, uh, Rocky IV. <laughs> Um, yeah. Expendables One, given the Universal time of year. Soldier. Yeah, Universal Soldier, Universal Soldier Two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More universal than the first, I believe, the is the subtitle. The yeah. universaling. <laughs> but oh, but as this is happening, and and I just like, and I just like I'm not armed or anything. I you know whatever. Like as this is all happening, like he's he looks over at Wyatt, who is he has his hand in his coat as if he's reaching for a gun. And Morgan, who has his feet up, and also looks like he's reaching for his gun. Hmm. And he's like, you fucking motherfuckers. Like, I haven't done anything to you. What the hell? You're gonna fuck- you're gonna shoot me right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell? I haven't done anything to you, you know? Right. You know, as he's like- the the fight spills out onto the street, you Mm -hmm. know? And Virgil comes by, and he's like, no, no, no. No fighting, you know? (laughs) And, uh- Shoo, shoo. Yeah. He's quoting Shakira- yeah. No fighting. <laughs> uh, My wife loves Shakira, and I have no idea what that reference is. Hips don't lie. It's the oh, very yeah. end of Hips don't lie. Come on now. Get with the kids. I don't Chris. like it. Get with the kids from the kids 15 that love years Shakira. ago. <laughs> the kids from, yeah, Shakira. Uh, when's her new album out? No she idea. New album? I don't fucking She's know. Dead. She's dead. She died in a horrible plane crash. Shakira? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think you're thinking of Aaliyah. That oh, ha- Aaliyah. Yes. You, no, you're I thought you were being right. serious. No, no he's... Or, Aaliyah. Jerry's like, we're done talking about You're Shakira. like, no, that happened She's to today. You can... No, no. Shakira died today. So I was thinking of Aaliyah. Her Sorry. private jet flew over Ukraine airspace. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. She's that, gone. That, that, sh- that shows how I'm with the kids. How, how in-depth I am with yeah. the kids. Even from 15... Yeah. Uh, 15, 20 years ago now? When Shakira was in... Oh, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Yeah. Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Kira. That's yeah. over. That's twenty years ago. That, that was a long time. Whenever, ago. Whenever, wherever, came out when I was in high school. Yeah. Virgil straight up said, "I'll arrest every single one of you, including my own brothers, if you don't knock it off." I'll arrest every motherfucking last one of you. And everyone went their separate ways, and they kind of grumbled, you know. But, you know. 
So Wyatt went over to the Golden Eagle Brewery. Uh, he checked out his Pharaoh game. He closed his Pharaoh game that over there. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when he came out, uh, Ike was there. Wyatt kind of, like, brushed him off, you know. But Ike kept saying, like, some fighting words. Like, like let's fight. Like, let's fight. <laughs> and uh, That's a uh, Simpsons reference. Wyatt, Wyatt said, quote, I'm not going to fight you, Ike. There's no money in it. End quote. It's kind of badass. It is. And uh, Ike didn't, you know, Ike, Ike didn't like that. And he said, uh, quote, I'll be ready for you in the morning. End quote. And he's like, in the morning, I'm going to fight all y'all. All y'all in the morning, I'm going to fight you. Hmm. He's like, I bet you, I'll take all y'all. You know, in and he kept morning. saying that shit. Yeah. In, I'm because an it's, early it's at night. You know, it's at night. Right. I'm an early rise. I need to go to bed in my eight hours. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to fight all y'all. Yeah. yeah. He, he kind of, like, followed Wyatt over to the Oriental as he was sort of, like, repeated, like, he, he goes, quote, you must not think I won't come after you all in the morning, end quote. You're like, you said that a hundred times. I yeah. yeah, and Wyatt turns around, and I, I don't have many sources that corroborate this, but it's such a good line. Uh, Wyatt turns to Ike, and he says, Ike, you... You sure do talk a lot for a fighting man. <laughs> nice. Because Wyatt's a fighting man. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. Yeah. He's he's a buffaloing fighting man. Mm -hmm. You know, Ike is not. <laughs> based on the movie, that yeah. I can clearly say that. Yeah. Uh, well, based from what you know about Wyatt Earp, yes. you know yeah. what I mean. He's a fighting man. Now that night, Ike actually played cards. It was a sort of an unfriendly, contentious uh, card game. With Virgil, Tom McClowry, uh, Johnny Bean was there, mm -hmm. and yeah, it was this sort of contentious Michael uh, game. Yeah, and it was sort of like a an overnight card game. It's like, like they played cards all night. Cowboy Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ike, as he was leaving, he said, "Quote: As soon as those damned herps make their appearance on the street today, the ball will drop." Like he says that like in the, like in the street and stuff. Because it's New Year's, baby. Been <laughs> <laughs> waiting all year for this. Next year's gonna be even better. Yeah. Living uh, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. And he said, uh, "We're here to make a fight, and we're looking for those sons of bitches." And he went all around town. Those are he's drunk words. as fuck. He's yeah. drunk as fuck. Keep in mind, he's been drunk all day, all night. He's been drunk. Okay. Uh -huh. Just and he's just running his mouth, right? Going around town, be like, "I'm gonna fight him tomorrow. I'm yeah. gonna fight him tomorrow." Hey, hey, and he keeps going. Man. And I yeah, got a, I got a headline for you. I'm gonna fight him tomorrow. You're not actually inaccurate. If like, like this is anything to say about he, he these would, chicks, I'm gonna kick their ass. <laughs> he would go into other saloons and like drink there and like tell everyone there how much he was gonna like kick their asses the next day, you know? And like into the morning, he I, stayed up all night. I feel like it's odds of actually kicking their asses the longer it goes, goes down and down, and he just right. keeps talking and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nothing like being extraordinarily hungover at a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Zero sleep. Uh, you never stopped drinking a hangover. Yeah. And um, mm. zero cocaine. To help you through. <laughs> Once the sun comes up, I He's can't like, do it without the cocaine. Where's that, where, where's that holiday dentist? I need some cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He where's doesn't like you. Though? Yeah. God yeah. damn it. So I'm going to kill him. That's how this really happens. Son of a bitch. Uh, like, I need cocaine for the fight I've been fucking fucking yeah. my mouth out about all night. Yeah. And, like, at this point, like, like, you know, Virgil 
is going home, and as Virgil's going home, Ike is like, hey, can you give Doc Holliday a message for me? And Virgil goes, what's the message, Ike? And he goes, you tell him in the morning I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a fight with him. And, and, he, and he, like, whatever, dude, sleep it off, man. And he, like, starts to walk away. And as he starts to walk away, Ike goes, that means you aren't going to give him my message? And he goes, no, Ike, Jesus Christ, leave, dude. And so he does, and, like, Ike, or, or, or Virgil, Wyatt, they're, they're all home asleep, right? Mm. And, like, people try to wake him up, and they're like, dude, Ike Clanton's talking about killing you, dude. Yeah, he's been he talking saying, about that for 24 fucking straight yeah, hours. Yeah, and, like, right. Virgil and, and Wyatt, when they're woken up about, like, by this, they're like, ah, oh, shut And they go back to sleep. Yeah. They're not taking him seriously. Like, on, not man. at all. Right. Every book, um, every book except for one that I read for this whole series calls Ike Clanton a blowhard. <laughs> that word, a blowhard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can dig it. And that's the way they thought of him. They did not take any of this seriously. I, yeah, I, I mean, just don't, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but no. like, I, I can't help but visualize this like in a movie, him going around saying like, "I'm gonna kick, I'm gonna kick all your asses in the morning." Now, first, everyone's kind of fearful. And then yeah. it's like time lapse, and you see him getting more wasted, and people are like, "Okay, I'm not no, as dude. scared anymore." Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's he's not gonna do anything. And the next no. thing you know, like he's kind of like sitting, like slumped in a corner, pissing himself, <laughs> still going, "More, your ass." And people are just kind of like shaking their head, pitying the guy, you know, yeah. throwing not a blanket over him. And I like, wish he passed out. Give him some water, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They all heard this shit before out of Ike, you know, and, and a lot of people, honestly, the Europeans were not afraid of him, right? You know, not at all. Let's let's keep in mind they were up all night. Mm-hmm. They needed rest. Yeah. Ike was drunk as fuck, walking around all night, drinking and getting more pissed off. But the day of, you know, all morning, Ike has been Ike has been doing this. They they uh, wake up Virgil again, and it's like they This is a direct quote. There's likely to be hell. Ike Clanton has threatened to kill Holiday as soon as he gets up. He's counting <laughs> you fellas in too. <laughs> and Virgil goes, "All right, I'll go see what he wants." <laughs> gets out of bed. He's, he's like a hungover dad on Christmas morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. <laughs> it was early afternoon when when this is sort sort of starting to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And by this time, Ike is armed. He found his guns. He's walking the streets with his his six-gun and his Winchester rifle. Now, when cowboys walk around with a Winchester rifle, they're not fucking around. You mm. know what I the mean? The noodles are on the pot, and they're boiling. Yes. Yep. Yes, indeed. Never and did find uh, his shoes from last night. But... <laughs> <laughs> Misplaced those. <laughs> it's like, I don't know when I took them off, but yeah, they aren't on my feet anymore. Yeah. And uh, Kate, who was in Tombstone at this time, woke Doc up. And she was like, hey, uh, so that Ike Clanton uh, wants to see you. Like, he's been talking about, you know, having a fight with you. Mm -hmm. And Doc gets out of the bed, and he has a great line. He says, um, quote, if God lets me live long enough to get my clothes on, he'll see me. (laughs) 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 This is a man at the end of his rope. There's yeah. nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows it, you know. <laughs> so they all like, uh, you know, Virgil and Morgan and uh, Wyatt. They meet up and they're like, "All right, you, you know, you take Fremont. I'll take Alan, and uh, 
you take Toughnut Street. And they start walking, trying to look for Ike. Virgil finds Ike, and he's talking with someone else. And But he's straight up holding the gun and stuff, and, and Virgil comes up behind him. When Ike turns around, Virgil grabs his gun, slaps him in the face. <laughs> nice. And, like, he, Virgil said that he was going for his, his six gun. And as the, he, he takes it, and some people say he was going to give the six gun to Virgil. Virgil, right? Because he's mm-hmm. disarming him. Well, as he goes for the gun, Virgil buffaloes him. Mm-hmm. Right? Pistol whips him. He's been right. talking shit all night. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> could you imagine a hangover being drunk all night and all morning and then getting buffaloed? Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, thanks. Yeah, so... Hey, he, he deserved it. He, yeah, he takes a disarmed Ike with a horrible headache uh, down to, like, the police court. Mm-hmm. You know, where they can, like... All right, Ike, you're carrying guns in city limits. Uh, here's a fine. That's that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But they take him down there. Virgil hands him over to Morg because uh, the judge isn't in. He's mm-hmm. actually he's actually doing a wedding right mm-hmm. now. Uh-huh. Uh, so he runs to get the, the judge. But in the meantime, you know, Morg's sitting there with Ike, and Ike's just being a fucking prick. He's like, you sons of bitches, you fucking herbs, I swear to God. And Wyatt comes in, mm-hmm. and, like, Ike loses it. You know, and he's like, you sons of bitches, I swear to God, like, we're going to have a fight one of these days. You'll see, you know, and Morgan straight up gives him his gun back and he goes, you want to do it right now? Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And Ike doesn't take the gun. But everyone that's watching, because this is drawing a crowd by now. Like, everyone's heard about it. He's Ike's told everybody there's going to be a fight. Right. Mm -hmm. So people are gathered now. They're like, oh, hell yeah. And once. Morgan gives him his gun back, everyone scatters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when there's no gunshots, they come back. Yeah. Right. Wyatt said, quote, he lost his shit. Now, he, he was not a man to usually lose his shit, but he says, quote, you damn dirty cow thief, you have been threatening our lives and I know it. I will go anywhere on earth to fight you, even over to the San Simon." Among your crowd. Like, and he's like, I got the best, you know, I got all the best uh, evidence and everything. I'll go anywhere and fight your ass, The best, most beautiful evidence. (laughs) Believe me. Believe me. uh, People say it all the time. Yeah. God, that guy would be hilarious but, if he wasn't the president. Yeah, but I He seems like an Old West, like, blowhard. Yeah, yeah, he's an Ike Clanton. He's yeah. a fucking gutless fucking worm is what he is. Anyway. Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump is. Uh, just so I'm clear. Ike said, quote, I will see you after I get through here. I only want four feet of ground to fight to fight on. That's all he wants. Okay. Okay. Right? So Wyatt leaves in a huff. And as he's leaving the place, he almost runs into Tom McClowry. Like, he, he was going in, in there to see what all this is about. Mm-hmm. And Tom McClowry's like, I heard there's a fight going on. And he's like, you want to fight us? I'll fight you anywhere, man. You will fight right oh here, man. God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and Wyatt's good and pissed off at this point, yeah. right? He exploded earlier. God, these, these people, if anybody says anything yeah. about these chicks, they're going to kick their ass. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's just like, ugh. Well, honor is such f- a big thing. You know, you threaten someone's honor. Yeah. If you don't fight now, uh, it's it's kind of a mark against you. Like, just right? looking for a fight all the time. Yeah, yeah. Wyatt is like, I'll, I'll do it right here. And, and Tom hesitates in pulling out his gun. Mm-hmm. So Wyatt slaps him across the face. All right. Then he buffaloes him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
And around... Case closed. Yeah. And he walks across the street, buys a cigar, and sits down, smokes a cigar. A heavy cigarilla. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris. (laughs) At this point, he's literally fuming. (laughs) Indeed. But but then uh, Virgil shows up with the judge. They're like, all right, 25 bucks, Ike. You're you're carrying guns in town, dude. Can't do that. And then uh, they send him on his way. He goes to the doctor, gets his head checked out, him and Tom do... You know, and then the whole, the rest of the morning, the crowd is there and they get, you know, people from the crowd are running back and forth, you know, oh, they're doing this, guys, they're doing this, the McClurys are doing this, guys, and the Earps are like, and, and they're running back to the McClurys and, and, you know, Ike Clanton and whatnot, and they're like, hey, they're doing this, guys. They're but, doing this, they're doing that, they're doing it with a uh, wiffle ball bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it continues, like, the whole day, you know, and, uh. Oh my God, this is like. Like like playground antics. Oh yeah. oh, this is a schoolyard fight. The children make no make no bones about it. This is a schoolyard fight, and then like like there's rumors going around, and the ru- rumor mill is just running wild. And they're like, Ike Ike was seen by the telegraph office. He's gonna get some cowboys down here. He's getting some backup down here. You better do something about it now. And just right after that, Frank McClory shows up with Billy Clanton. And they think that's backup. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, Billy Claiborne, who's a cowboy and on parole from murder, you know, he, he has a court date that he needs to get to at some point. He's there and they're like, oh, shit, that's backup. Yeah. But it's a coincidence. Billy Claiborne, Claiborne was already there. Frank uh, McClory and Billy Clanton have no idea what has transpired. Everyone, no idea. Everyone's just like, hey, guys, what's up? Well, and that's exactly how Doc responds to them. So, like, they come in, and Doc is waking up. It's, like, noon, and Doc is just waking up. And when he sees Frank McClory, he goes, hey, how's it going? You know, (laughs) not a direct quote, but he says, hello, you know. Right. And they're like, hi. Top of the morning, D. And after that, like, (laughs) after they see Doc, it sounds ominous to them. Because then they get filled in on the story. They're like... Oh shit! There's a fight coming, and Doc just like tipped his hat at us. It sounds ominous, but Doc is a little unaware, right? So like, Doc goes to meet up with like Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan, and everybody down there. Thinking do, he's doing like his usual routine, yeah. But, like it, it's but looking like something of, else is happening. Yeah, there's a lot of people going in. It's like, all right, fill me in, guys. You what know, does it go- mean? Yeah, and like Frank McClure, he's just trying to like conduct business. He goes to the bank first, and actually, he has a lot of money on him. Like, this is something that, uh, well, who knows if he has a lot of money on him. But he's, he got, some, de- he's got some cash. He, from from the bank uh, transactions that we have, mm-hmm. like, he deposited a lot of money. He had a lot of money on him. But maybe a lot of business in town to do that day. But he hears about Ike and, and Tom, you know, his brother, who just got buffaloed, which does not sit well with Tom, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Billy, of course, is on Ike's team. And so now it's all building, right? And they're like, okay, well, we're here in town to do our business. We're going to do that because we don't come to town very often. We're going to do that, and then we're going to get the fuck out. Let's mm-hmm. take Ike home. You know, he's been drinking. Let's get him home. They sound like responsible guys. They're like, honestly, yes. Even they're they're even like Ike is being unreasonable. <laughs> they are. They are. And we don't like Ike. Yeah. And they go to the gun store. Which is... To get themselves some guns. Ha, right. ha, ha, ha. Right well, next to the liquor a, store. And, and that's the what they store. think. They think... And, yeah. you know, they got people running back and forth being like, they're at the gun store. 
But they're just they're buying bullets, right? right? It's one of three stores in the town. <laughs> There's more than that. Well, but anyway, if uh, it's Red Dead Redemption, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's one. They're like, no, we always buy bullets. Like that's what we do when we come to town. But Ike tries to buy a gun, and he's like, no, dude, I've heard what's going on here. I'm not selling you a fucking gun. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he tries twice to buy a gun. They won't sell him a gun. So Ike is unarmed this whole time. Right. They're, they are denying him his Second Amendment rights. <laughs> yes, to they are. To be blackout drunk for 24 straight hours, <laughs> talking shit all over town, and then requesting to buy a gun at noon. After getting the guns you already own taken away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then given back after paying a nominal fine. <laughs> exactly. I just love how I, the only thing that Ike is shooting off is his mouth right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For now. Not for a lack of trying. All right. But while they're at the gun store, uh, because of one of the the rules, no animals inside. Frank McClory's horse is on the sidewalk and it's poking its head inside the gun store. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> so, Wyatt comes over and, depending on who he asks, he roughly takes the horse off the sidewalk and into the street. And they see this and the McClory's and the Clantons both think that, like, oh, now they're targeting us. Right. They're just targeting us for uh, everything. Jesus Christ. Can't we have a moment alone without the fucking erps up our fucking ass? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, Onyx to Frank- wants to stick her head in the gun shop like she <laughs> always does. <laughs> and they're pulling her away. She just wants her muzzle pat real yeah. nice and soft. Mm-hmm. But- well, and to Frank McClory's credit... You know, he, without a word, he takes the reins from Wyatt, and he, you know, hitches the horse up and everything, and it's okay for now. But there's still people gathered around, there's still people waiting, everyone's on edge, you know what I mean? And, like, Johnny Bean, who was getting his hair cut, he shows up, and he's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and uh, he's like, so they're armed? And he's like, well, we don't know if, if Tom and Billy are armed, or if Billy Claiborne is armed. Johnny Bean is like, well, Virgil, it, it's up to you. It, it, it's something you have to do. This, this is your duty to go and uh, and and uh, uh, disarm these guys. <sighs> you know, and like he takes them and he's like, let's take a drink, let's cool off. And like he goes, here, here, Virgil. Virgil refuses, and he goes, all right, all right. You know what? Let me go over there first. You know, Johnny Bean says this, and he goes, I go. They're not gonna shoot me. On sight. <laughs> right. You know? He goes, I'll go over first. I'll disarm him. And he's like, about fucking time. So Johnny Bean goes over there, you know? In the meantime, like, Virgil's planning for the worst. So he goes over to the Wells Fargo office. He borrows a 10-gauge Wells Fargo shotgun. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's standing there with I've it. done that down at the Wells Fargo. You get nice. it right out of the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> a cool. like, just hands I would it like over. to withdraw, you know, 20 bucks and a, and a 10 gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double barrel shotgun. So he's standing there. Like, Morg's there. Wyatt's there. They're talking. Doc shows up. He's like, what the fuck? What's going on? He's like, we're going to have to. There's going to be a fight soon. You know, they just have resigned themselves. There's going to be a fight soon. So, like... Doc goes, well, you're taking me? And Wyatt goes, it's none of your concern, dude. And he goes, quote, a direct quote, that's one hell of a thing for you to say to me. Mm. Virgil's like, well, you're deputized. And he hands him the gun. 
which is probably the worst mistake he could have ever yeah. made. Yeah, fuck. Uh, because you're hire- I mean, you're deputizing a drunk dentist. Yeah, right. To f- gambling mm-hmm. dentist to, to be your deputy. You who, know what I mean? Who has literally two modes? Yeah. Drunken cards or shooting and also drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and probably like, like two months to live, tops. Yeah. 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 Nothing He's to got live nothing for. to lose. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and He's uh, like, do I die of tuberculosis or a gunshot today? I uh, what's the fuck? Who's to say? There yeah. was a fire fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people keep running up to him, you know, like, oh, there's sounds like they want to kick your ass and stuff, or get in a fight or something. Yeah. And so they start walking down the street, down Fremont Street, mm-hmm. you know, like with their guns. Like Doc, Doc exchanged his cane for the, for the shotgun. So Virgil is holding Doc's cane, but he has a, a six shooter, you know, in his holster. Anyway, they start walking down. Meanwhile, Johnny Bean's down by you know the McClory's and the Clantons, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I gotta disarm you guys." And Ike is like, "I'm not armed," which he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frank goes, "Dude, we're leaving town, man." Mm-hmm. We're leaving right now, okay? I'm not giving you my gun right now. We're leaving, okay? Everything's ready. We're going. Mm-hmm. And he, and Johnny being, I guess he was uh, placated by that, you know? And so he starts walking away. And he sees the Yerps coming down. He goes, uh, don't go down there. <laughs> yeah. Don't go down there. You're going to get in a gunfight if you yeah. go down there. They're like, well, we're going to disarm him. And he goes, I just disarmed them. Now, what they thought he meant by that was he took their guns from them. Mm-hmm. Not he went down and said, you know, you guys got to be disarmed. And then they said, we're leaving right now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so they thought that they didn't have any guns when they went down. Right. So they kind of relaxed a little bit. Now, as they're talking and stuff like a guy like yells like in between. And by the way. It's not necessarily at the OK Corral. It's actually kind of like three doors down. It's Kitty Corner. Well, it's three doors. <laughs> yeah, just, but the gunfight, yeah. the gunfight near the OK Corral doesn't have the same ring to it. Well, it's in an empty, a very small empty lot near uh, Fly's Boarding House. Ah, uh, the, the gun, the gunfight at Fly's Boarding House. The yeah. gunfight <laughs> at, Flo- at Fly's Boarding House, which is about three doors down from the yeah. OK Corral. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's not quite the same. Yeah, rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, and like there's an there's a rear entrance that's sort of close. Anyway, but 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 the problem with it is is that Doc is boarding at Fly's boarding house. When he sees the cowboys in that vacant lot next to that place, God damn it, he thinks they're coming to kill him. So you know when Virgil told him like hide this under your fucking coat before we get up there, Doc sees them there and he goes, oh my God, they're gonna fucking kill me. And he tosses off his coat and he raises the shotgun immediately. Mm-hmm. They're coming in hot, yeah. right? And Virgil steps up and he goes, I'm here. I'm here to disarm you guys. And like Frank and Tom, they both go, I got nothing. Like, And Frank opens his jacket and I think one of them touches their hip. Right. Which is the universal sign for going for a gun. Mm-hmm. Right? And Tom was... Well, people dispute this, but Tom was armed. So was Billy Clanton, and so was Frank Clanton. Or Frank McClurry, mm-hmm. right? There were, those three were armed. Ike was not armed. Billy Claiborne was not armed. So, 
as this is happening, this is sort of in slow. I'm going to tell this to you in slow motion because so much happens, right? right. Mm-hmm. Bullet time this. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so Doc Doc has that gun up. He's telling them all this stuff. They see them going down for for a gun, right? And Virgil says something like, "No, I didn't mean that," or "No, I don't want that." Yeah, yeah right. And Wyatt, who's pointing at Frank McClory because he heard that he was a better shot than Tom McClory, who is actually reaching down rather than opening his jacket, he shoots at Tom McClory, and then, like, the two shots happen almost at the same time, almost immediately, right after they say, I need I need to disarm you. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens almost immediately, you know? And then the shooting becomes indiscriminate, right? Like, everyone's shooting, Morgan's shooting, who's with them, Wyatt's shooting... Doc Holiday. So so what happens is is that Frank is hit in in the stomach. He he kind of keels over but he's still walking. He gets behind his horse. Tom is also shot. He falls back but he's still alive. Uh Billy Clanton is is shot but he falls back. He's still alive. Ike runs up to to Wyatt and he says he wrestles with the gun. But I think he like grabbed him, being like, "No, don't yeah, right. do this." And uh, Wyatt says, "The fight's commenced. Get to fighting or get out." And he throws him <laughs> yeah. away. Get busy, Dan. Yeah. yeah. And Ike runs, and he runs into Fly's boarding house. He runs in there for protection. Right. You know? And uh, Billy Claiborne runs too. This this shows that these two guys are unarmed. Either of those guys could have been my great great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Frank hides behind his horse as, as like a shield. Yeah. But all the shooting scares the horse, and the horse runs away. And as this is happening, Doc empties his shotgun in into Frank McClory, right? Or he shoots it in the air, and the horse runs away. A whole thing happens. But at one point, Frank levels his gun at Doc, and he says, Now I've got you. And Doc says, You're a daisy if you have. Blaze away. You know? Yeah. Before he can do anything, uh, Morgan shoots him, right? Oof. And Billy Clanton is sitting is sitting on the ground trying to shoot, but can't, and ends up dying, you know. So basically, Tom McClory, Frank McClory, and Billy Clanton are all killed mm-hmm. in this whole thing. Uh, Morgan takes a bullet through the shoulder that exits on the other side of his shoulder. Oh, that's and, no good. And it, it it tears off a piece of vertebra. Oh, fuck. It's pretty bad. Oh. Uh, Virgil takes a bullet to the calf that drops him to his knees for a second, and he gets back up, which is fucking nuts. That adrenaline, man. Yeah. Doc takes a bullet, goes through his uh, holster pocket, and grazes his back. It makes a red mark against his back. Fucking A. Barely missed him. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. And the only one untouched was Wyatt. Weird. Completely untouched. And, you know, everyone's gathering around. It's a whole crowd and shit. People are pulling, like, people inside and all, all sorts of stuff. Ike is screaming, you know. And, like, all this shit is happening. And, like, that day, you know, like, they're figuring out, like, we gotta charge somebody for murder. There are three dead people. We Ike. thought they were yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ike. this yeah. is Ike's fault. Yeah, well, well, Johnny Bean runs back up and he's like, "What the fuck? I told you not to go down there." And Wyatt goes, "You fucked us, dude. Like you told us they were they were disarmed. Like you really screwed us on that one." And he's like, "I didn't say I took their guns. I said I went down there to disarm them. You know, I didn't say that I had taken the vaccine. I said." 
I was I was immunized. It's different. <laughs> uh, Semantics. Yeah, it, it's a string of misunderstandings, and and just he thought this when they meant mm-hmm. that, and like all these strings of things that led to this tragic event. Yeah, Jesus it, if, Christ. If it wasn't so crazy and tragic, this would have been fucking blazing saddles right like this is <laughs> well this is, I'm not that happy i guess well, but i mean c- come on now like this is totally something from a comedy like right comedy all the deaths and everything but totally a comedy errors, of i mean dead people well <laughs> well i mean without the gunfight it's a drunk man saying how how bad he wants to kick someone's ass right which we've all seen Right. right. Yeah. Who happens to be a total fucking pussy? Here first, if Jerry was president, he'd take away all of her guns. <laughs> yeah. One has to think like if Bat were there instead of Doc, shit would have ended way differently. Well, I mean, he's kind of famous for talking people down. Right? Well, yeah. well, that and like, he's not just gonna like like Virgil told him to hide the gun. You know what I mean? And he pulls it out immediately. You know, what I mean? right? Like Bat, Bat, and Wyatt knew how to police effectively. Mm-hmm. Doc did not through de-escalation. Oh, no. Doc was yeah. Doc was not that way. You know, he's like these motherfuckers. He was a man. me, and I just got deputized. Yeah, so. D- yeah. Doc. Doc was a modern day police officer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, pulling over. He was ahead uh, of his time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Whoa! Oh God! Well, he's also racist, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, there, there was a trial, there was a coroner's inquest and a trial and everything. They had to put Doc and Wyatt in jail. And there was, a, it was a whole thing. And honestly, uh, I recommend all the books in our source material for shit about the trial. Uh, the thing is, is the, the Earps hired, like, the, the best, you know, lawyers they, they could find. And their defense team was magnanimous. They made Ike look like a cowardly idiot in front of everyone. Because he kind of was. Right. Um, and... They got off, right? Judge Spicer even pulled Wyatt aside after the trial, and he said, this is not the way to beat these cowboys, dude. He goes, next time, you gotta leave your enemies out in the bush where there's no witnesses. (laughs) This is a judge. (laughs) Wow. Telling Wyatt this. Well, it sounds like he's giving a judgment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, now now they're afraid of retribution from the cowboys, right? And for, like, a few months, shit was kind of quiet, which is sort of disconcerting. But they moved all of their family into one hotel. Because it's just easier to do that. sounds fun. That way. (laughs) All the Earps into one hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel Uh, Earp. (laughs) Coming this season to J.J. Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Network. Yeah. (laughs) Now, now some people, uh, because Will McClowry came into town, he's an actual... he, He was a lawyer. And honestly... By all accounts, a good dude. He was mad at the Earps, though, for killing his brothers. Yeah. He wanted to see him hanged, of course. But uh, some people say that he hired assassins. Mm. The problem with that is, is that the cowboy assassins didn't need monetary reward to seek revenge against the Earps. Okay? Right. They did not need that. Well, so, maybe it was win-win. You get paid and you get to kill the Earps. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, I doubt it, but maybe. There, there was... Uh, there were a group of assassins, though, that, that were mustered at, at multiple times. But the, the most important time that we're talking about, uh, Pete Spence, Florentino Cruz, and Frank Swilling, and Indian Charlie, hmm. 
they started stalking the the Earps, and on one day, December 28th, 1881, just a few months after the OK Corral fight, gunfight, so-called OK Corral gunfight, uh, which lasted 30 seconds, of course, 30 bullets in 30 seconds is what they think. <laughs> Super quick, yeah. you know, that's why there's so much confusion around it, honestly, mm-hmm. it is because it was so fast. You know, a lot. So happened. furious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was too yeah. fast. It's too furious. The reason yeah. why I always refer to this day as they were Tokyo um, drifting everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you never mess with family. <laughs> the, the day I lost my virginity, I always refer to it as uh, the battle at the OK Corral because it ended in thirty seconds. And there was lots <laughs> of confusion. Yeah, there's tons of confusion. Nobody knew what was going yeah. on, what, where, yeah, and why. Lots of shots fired. Yeah, just yeah. shooting everywhere. Yeah. 30 shots in 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) One night, December 28th, 1881, Virgil was on patrol. People ran up to him, ambushed him, and shot him with Mm -hmm. a shotgun. Oof. Tore into his, uh, it hit him in the shoulder and tore into his arm. It completely crippled his arm. They thought he was going to die. They thought that he would need his arm amputated. Uh, He said, no amputation. Mm-hmm. But he lost all use of that arm. And back in the day, what they would do as sort of a temporary measure, measure is they would sew, you know, your your forearm and hand to your bicep with string. They'd sew it on uh, the so outside. It just, huh. So it, so, so it stuck up like this. So it's tied up. So your arm was... Well, no, so it's up like oh, this. So the strings still. would run... So you could pop it. Well, it looks like your arm was in a perpetual sling. Right. Right? That's what it looked like. They didn't think of slings at the time. Well, they had slings, but they sewed it up like that just to be like, okay, now you can kind of take care of it, right? Yeah. They eventually cut the the strings and whatnot. It was a party and everyone, yay, it's dangled. It dangled loose. Yeah, 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 it gets caught on a fence post, you know. They set off a single dove. Yeah. Well, and maybe Virgil thought, like, his, you know, well, my my brother regained the use of his arm. You know, so yeah. maybe who thought. knows? Is right. that the one we're talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, stuck on a fence post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think James was it. James that almost lost the use of, uh, of yeah, his arm, but he yeah. got it back. But he got it back. Yeah, uh, through 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 an act of sheer stubbornness. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I think Virgil was trying to be that stubborn, but he but he told his wife, who was hysterical, Ali Earp. <laughs> Ali Earp. Uh, yep. Uh, he told her. He said, uh, "It's so sweet." He said, uh, "That's." This is as he's being operated on. He said, it's okay. I still have one arm to hug you with. Aww. Aww. So sweet. And she's like, but the thing is, is the other arm is the one with all the dexterity, and I need that for my pussy. <laughs> so, um, that's, true. that's why I'm crying. <laughs> well, now, Wyatt was the federal marshal. Wyatt being federal marshal, replacing his brother Virgil, they were sort of imprisoned in Tombstone, not knowing who's going to come after them and who's not. Right. Mm. You know, they're all looking. You know. Figuratively in prison. Yeah, Surrounded by enemies. Well, they think, you yeah. know. And they have their supporters, right? But If that's your thought, though, like, it's not... If, if that's what your mindset is, it yeah. might as well be true. If, you're exactly. surrounded by, if you think you're surrounded by enemies, you're surrounded by enemies. Exactly. Exactly. Like Charlie's in the trees, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Johnny Ringo got uh. real drunk one day. Uh, as he's one to do. Also sounds like a porn star. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> he started spouting off about how uh, he was going to fight Doc. Mm. And Doc took him up on his offer. And he said, 
I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> That's just yeah. my game. You know? <laughs> what was it like in the movie? I don't know. I was just gaming with you. you guys, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, Something remember, like Doc Holliday in his early life, that kid had, had challenged him to a duel. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I was just I was just kidding. I thought this was going to be a mock duel. And he was like, I wasn't kidding. Yeah. You think that was... Because, yeah. like, that scene's made up for the... Oh, Doc Holliday's bloodthirsty. Well... He has nothing to lose. Yeah. He's He'll a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. You're an anti-dentite. Yeah. <laughs> Rabid anti-dentite. Rabid. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened between uh, Johnny and Doc, but it's clear what the animosity was. And it was spilling onto the street, and just before they could like have a fucking duel, you know, uh, somebody grabbed Johnny and they defused the situation, you know. But it was escalating. Yeah, they de escalated it. And uh, Bat wasn't there. Bat oh. wasn't there. It was no. probably a McDonald's employee. Uh, yeah. It was. It was probably. From Pike and Third. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a Bean deputy that grabbed Johnny mm-hmm. and got him out of there. Grabbed Michael Bean. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? I. The actor yeah. plays Johnny Ringo. Yes. Michael yes. Bean. Michael, Michael Bean. Yeah. 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 He really caught one back there in Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and he definitely caught one in Tombstone. <laughs> uh, he gets shot. Just you wait, baby. There's there's a span of time that goes by where it's really quiet in Tombstone, like I said earlier, and it's really disconcerting. But they thought that eh, maybe it's safe. So Wyatt, Doc, and uh, Morgan go out to see a show. They got to see a show, and then they, after the show's done, they, they walk back, and, and they're going to play some uh, some pool, some billiards. Mm-hmm. And they walk back to this place that they played billiards at a lot. They're playing with the owner. Him and Morgan are playing, and Wyatt's just sitting in a chair. And uh, all of a sudden, there's gunshots uh, through the window. One, the, 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 the second shot goes right by Wyatt's head and hits the wall behind him, <sighs> narrowly missing him. The other, as the first shot, though, as Morgan is taking a shot, like, literally, as he's taking a shot in pool, a shot goes up his back. (laughs) Like, the the bullet goes all the way up his back. Like Does it hit the cue ball, and then the cue ball hits the eight ball into the corner pocket? (laughs) No. It hits a knife that's on the table that's in a wedge of cheese. The knife flips around, and it hits a picture of Wyatt on the wall. (laughs) <laughs> Which comes down, knocks the ball down, and yeah, then the ball knocks off. a ball down. <laughs> and then but a, the ball's up there, it, yeah. it slides down a thing, it startles a bird, the bird uh, drops uh, an egg, an egg, <laughs> and it lands on a thing. It, it lands on a frying pan, and the... Oh, it cooks. It cooks, yeah. and it cooks into the shape of the words, Wyatt Earp is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, it's a Rube, it's a Rube I thought we're doing Rube Goldberg at some yeah. point. We're gonna do Rube Goldberg at some point. We 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 certainly will. Anyway, yeah, the tragedy of Rube Goldberg, the yeah. wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> they run outside to see who it was. Uh, they're already gone. But Morgan dies within the hour. He dies fast. Morgan expresses to Wyatt uh, the fact that he wants to get back at whoever did this, and you know. Wyatt promises to his brother as he's dying that he's going to get whoever did this. And some people say that they had a pact. That, like, if I'm dying or you're dying and you're there, you got to tell me if there's something, like a light or something at the end of the tunnel. Right. You know, you got to tell me if there's something there. Yeah. And according to legend, Morgan tells Wyatt, 
I don't see a damn thing. Badass. <laughs> it's fucking badass. <laughs> that light at the end of the tunnel is a hallucination based yeah. off of your brain fucking... Flooding with good chemicals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but also, it's, it's a, it, it's a scientific it's your, understanding about why. It's your soul yeah. leaving your body, going into a tunnel to heaven, so God can give you cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so God Saint can Peter judge you can and let send you, you to hell. So St. Peter can let you in to get cake. Yeah. Uh-huh. You get, you get, yeah, you get in line, St. Peter's there, he goes, uh, this guy is a child rapist, but as he was dying, he repented, so he's coming in. Unless it's, mm-hmm. uh, You stole oh, you, gum when you were in the third grade, you didn't yeah. repent. Straight to hell for you. I like how you're going with Catholic rules here. Yeah, this is Catholic. But, but I'm I'm mainly worried about the uh, ratio of cake to people. <laughs> yeah. God can make as much cake as he needs. Yeah. He's God. Yeah. But he only makes a little. So, uh, and, and Morgan died a couple of minutes after midnight, which would be Wyatt's 34th birthday. Mm. So his brother died on his birthday. I'm older than that. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. It is sad. I don't even remember being 34. Happy what birthday. the fuck was that? Yeah. I don't know. That's four years ago. Uh, Wyatt wired Marshall Dake, and he said, uh, Hey, man, people are trying to kill us, and the, the local law is not doing anything about it. Don't know, what, don't know what to do, you know. And Dake's like, fuck, you know. I, I hope you get the guys responsible. And Wyatt you know was I like, suggest? oh, I'm going to. Yeah, you know that's why I'm calling you through my own personal wire service, Wired Herp. <laughs> and uh, God damn it, Wired <laughs> nice. <laughs> Letting you know what I what my plans are. Yeah. So so what they did immediately was they you know James and Warren and because they're still here right. Mm-hmm. They and Doc and a couple of uh, Wyatt's friends, uh, which would be Turkey Creek Jack Johnson. Yeehaw! Gobble, gobble. And uh, yeah. Texas Jack Vermillion. Oh yeah, Ooh. T- Toby Huss. Uh, Toby Huss. Yeah, we uh, in, in our uh, Patreon show. Yeah. yeah, we talk about how we, Texas Jack Vermillion should be Toby Huss from uh, several things. He's yeah. in lots. I of I think he should have been played by Toby Huss in that. I don't yeah. give a fuck. He wouldn't have been too old. I don't think. I mean, he was about one Artie, them, the strongest man in the yeah, world. Yeah, he was. He was already the strongest man in the world, aged at that point. One in time. of them was like a descendant of one of the people in this story, in in the movie Tombstone. Anyway. Yeah. Texas Jack actually. Somebody asked him like, "How do you get the name Texas Jack?" And he said, "That's because I'm from Virginia." Okay, <laughs> which is funny. All right, <laughs> he's like, "I enjoy drawing blank stairs." Yeah, <laughs> but they they acted as a bodyguard for them, mm-hmm. and they were moving their family out of Tombstone, getting them just just gone on the train. Then he'd get gone. Yeah. So so uh, Jim James and uh, his wife, they took Morgan's body uh, to Colton, California, to where Nick Earp was staying, take the body back, and they were going to take Virgil up to Tucson and put him on the train there and take him back to California as well. Mm-hmm. California. Yeah. And, California, uh, yeah. And they were going to be bodyguards the whole time, you know, just to make sure. And when they were in Tucson and getting Virgil on the train, Ike Clanton was there with his buddy, uh, who was a noted cowboy, Frank Stilwell. Mm. And they were there. And they once Wyatt saw them, he was like, "Oh, shit!" So Wyatt has a shotgun, and Ike runs, and 
Frank Stillwell, who, like, trips and falls on the ground. What an idiot! He is on the ground in the dust, begging for his own life. And he even grabs the barrel of the double-barrel shotgun. And we know that, because his hand was burnt. Oh, shit. Because Wyatt didn't care if he was begging for his life. He blew him away. He gave him both barrels. Fuck. And when, you know... Warren and Doc and all of them heard the gunshots, they come out and <laughs> they start shooting him too. Oh my god. <laughs> so his body was riddled with bullets. <laughs> you know? It's like Fucking that protester in Akira. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Skin or the right guy off. that uh, the guy in uh, Robocop that yeah. uh, oh, somebody yeah. call a medic the Ed two oh nine guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should have just stopped and did what Ed two oh nine was saying. Yeah. He did! Not hard enough. Yeah. You should have really acted it out. Yeah. yeah. But the thing was, is they weren't actually doing anything. This wasn't actually uh, mutual combat. So they had killed this man in cold blood. Mm. And mm-hmm. there was a warrant out for their arrest. And when they returned to Tombstone to kind of form their posse and go find these cowboys and take up, you know, what, what Judge Spicer said, you know, leave your fucking enemies in the bush... They were actually going to do it. They got there. They're kind of getting their shit together. And Johnny Bean claims he went to arrest them. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, I uh, I got to talk to you. And they brushed past him. And he didn't do anything. And they left. And they rode off into the fucking desert. And he claimed, I tried to arrest them. <laughs> I tried. And, and they mm, didn't. They I mean, didn't. He didn't even tell them they were under arrest. Yeah. He said, "I like, have to talk to you." Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Would you like to hear about uh, our your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yeah. Right. And and something that's added to to the animosity between Wyatt and Johnny Bean is that Wyatt has been secretly seeing Josephine Marcus. Oh. Just like in the movie. Just like in the movie. Yeah, they they kept it really on the down low. They when they ride out into the desert, there is a a, a warrant on all of their heads as they were hunting these fucking cowboys and the people fucking responsible for Morgan's death. Yeah. Bat when Bat lost his brother, he didn't react in this way, but Wyatt sure did. You know, and he was frustrated with the law enforcement at the time. Oh, he's so- like Batman, unlike Batmasterson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Wyatt's posse included Warren, mm-hmm. Doc Holliday, yeah. Turkey Creek Jack Johnson, <laughs> Gobble Gobble, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> the Gobbler, Texas Jack Vermillion, yeah. and Sherman McMaster, who they called Sherm. Texas Jack, you're like, I gotta make a sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was like, I'm the Wiz, yeah. from Seinfeld, remember that? Yeah. Because yeah. he, he played that yeah. Yeah. mattress. Uh, brap, brap. <laughs> yeah. Gravel pit. Yeah. I'm just saying things. Like uh, actually, uh, Wyatt actually told Johnny Bean as he was leaving, he goes, you're going to see me uh, one too many times. Or, or No, he, he, he says, uh, Johnny, if you're not too careful, you're going to see me once too often, is what he said. No. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's a great line. It's a great line, yeah. <laughs> once uh, too often. <laughs> uh, there was also Dan Tipton. And Hairlip Charlie Smith. Oh. Why'd they call him Hairlip? Because he had a Hairlip. Oh. Yeah, I thought he was like... German, and his last name was Lip. <laughs> yeah. At the end of those magazines, where they'd show you that back in the '90s all the time, and you're like, "Money, Hairlip kids." Oh yeah. Oh, I to thought, get, I thought you palette. meant like uh, 
that section in GQ with all the hair lip uh, models wearing different suits. Mm. They're what like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, cut that. <laughs> I felt like what I said was fucked up. I don't know what you're. I, I don't know what you're suggesting, but I, I automatically grafted the back of GQ where it's like all the dudes in suits. But just imagine they're all hair lip. They're just like hot fucking hair lip dudes wearing Jesus like fucking like Christ. houndstooth vests and it's shit. Like the, yeah, I don't know. It's the hottest dudes you've ever seen in perfect fucking like cut suits. Perfect, Boom. perfect. Yeah. Some some say that Doc was born with a cleft palate. No, and, hmm. and, uh, he fixed himself. Well, there there was a renowned surgeon who who. He 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 pioneered the surgery in fixing the cleft palate and uh, fixed docks. Yeah, it didn't go this, like, this far out west. I yet. feel like when I was a kid, I was made to feel bad about like people in Africa or whatever oh, yeah. who had cleft palates all the time. I feel yeah. like it was a constant yeah. thing, and I had to see it. Then all Joaquin the time. Phoenix comes around, and he's in a bunch of things, and you're like, dude, fucking. Well, he got fixed. Yeah, that's what, hap- that's got what fixed. happens. That's what happens. You, or, you uh, come back from it. And then you go and you start in movies. So you know what? Uh, so the the posse rode out for Pete Spence's wood camp in the Dragoon Mountains. Dragoon, the Dragoon yeah, Mountains, the man. Yeah, yeah. Here there's a legend. Got the a lance. Of the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now uh, Spence wasn't there, but they did find and kill a one Florentino Cruz. Mm. They killed him. Uh, a lot of people say, did he have anything to do really with the cowboys? He did, but uh, it's sticky. They killed him anyway. They met him one time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I met the Cowboys once when I was a kid. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Indian Charlie, also. Uh, I, I don't know. I, actually, dear listener, if you know this, let me know. Is Indian Charlie and Florentino Cruz the same person? Because I don't think they are. Um, I think Indian Charlie was killed later. Anyway. Now, two days later, they stumbled upon the wood camp... Of, uh, of, uh, a one curly bill. Mm. Rocious. Now, it was a near a place called Iron Springs. Uh, I, I believe. Iron. Yeah, Iron Springs, yeah. Sprayed in the air. And this is in the Whetstone Mountains, mm. uh, which is, uh, Named for I think the stones the Utah. being unusually wet. <laughs> the Utah border, I believe. Now, according to reports on both sides, basically, the Earps are waiting there to get money. And Curly Bill knew he was going to be there. And so when they got there, the Cowboys opened fire on Wyatt Earp and, and his group, his posse. Now, everyone from Wyatt Earp's posse went running, including Doc, who uh, Wyatt called the bravest man he ever knew. Wyatt, <laughs> Wyatt fucking turned tail and ran immediately. The he, only person that stayed... He was brave in an Armantrout sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only person that stayed was Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the middle of the creek, right, that this took place in... Turkey Creek? Uh, no. I just no. make this uh, up. <laughs> uh, Iron Springs, in the middle of the creek, he had a gun battle with Curly Bill. Mm-hmm. And Curly Bill emptied guns. This, this man, who's supposed to be this amazing shot, emptied both guns at Wyatt and missed every single That's time. panic. Yeah, and Wyatt... Or an act of God. Yeah, and Wyatt shot as well as Fargo shotgun at Curly Bill... Nearly cutting him in half. That one hundred percent happens in the movie. It does. So this just—it's it, it, like the uh, that 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 fight scene in Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, Snake Eater, when you're fighting against the end. Oh yes, and you just wait long. You just, yeah, you know what? Just uh, 
you, 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 wait you, a long time. you, you either wait a long time or you, you turn, turn on uh, your PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3, 4, whatever, and uh, change the date. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then re- reload. And or then... you run up on him with a shotgun. That's or what I did. <laughs> I fucking crawled through the grass with a shotgun because I ran out of all my fucking trank and regular sniper rifle bullets. And I remember jumping, rolling, and shooting him because I got so fucking sick of looking through that sniper scope. And you see that twinkle and it's like, boom, and you get hit. And you're dead. Yeah. Pretty much everyone ran away. It, actually, except for Texas Jack. Only because his horse was shot and he was trapped underneath his horse. Oh, <laughs> Texas! I mean, he's like, "Why'd I name my horse Tex?" Yeah. Imagine Toby Huss stuck under a horse. Yeah, feels right. The Huss horse. You, you got Hussed. Now, now it's here that I thought the Dying Indian under the crushing tr- weight of your own horse. <laughs> no, it's here that I thought that Indian Charlie was killed. But again, I'm I'm unsure about this. Again, it is some gray shit that happens here. But uh, uh, Indian Charlie and a guy named Johnny Barnes, Wyatt, also killed in mm-hmm. this whole thing. He killed three people by himself in this whole thing. As he, like, walks back to the guys, like, Doc is like, you must be shot through, you know? And they look at him, and he's fucking untouched, unmarked. Mm-hmm. Except for his saddle horn is shot off, his boot heel is shot off. Fuck me. And he's going to be walking on his for weeks. His duster, like his coat, is tattered with bullet holes. Oh, to make him look way cooler when he has no shirt on and he walks Ugh. through the sunlight. It's like, a, yeah, and you see it's like at the, the end of uh, Light Rays. Shanghai Noon. Or T2 when he holds up the jacket in the sunlight and you can see all the bullet holes through it. Yeah. Or Pulp Fiction where yeah. like the bullet holes I already are in the bag of that. I know. Said it, when I said time. it was an act of God. Yeah. But in uh, Shanghai Noon, there's that part where he's like dressed as a monk, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, and he, dressed and he's as like, a monk. oh, I killed the guy. Yeah. And then like he looks and he's like, all bullet holes are in the <laughs> there's fucking... There's a bunch of holes. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I enjoy that movie. That's it's fine. Yeah. yeah. They're dumb, but... It's Owen a Wilson, Jackie Chan movie. Owen Come on. Wilson's team-up comedies are superior with Jackie Chan than Jackie Chan's team-up comedies with Chris Tucker. Agreed. What, I, what I'm saying 100 percent agree. Rush Hour sucks dick. Yes. The Shanghai movies kick ass. Both movies. Both Shanghai yeah. movies. Shanghai are, are Nights far... is better than Shanghai Noon. I disagree. But both both Shanghai movies are better than any Rush Hour could even hope to be. As they're as they're tearing through Arizona, New Mexico, ter- we don't actually know where they went. No one knows where they went. In fact, the Tombstone rumor mill went crazy. Where where they're at. You they know. just went around murdering everyone they saw. <laughs> Every cowboy they could find, right? This is actually where, um, I'm sorry to derail a little bit. Go ahead. But this is actually, the, the video game Donkey Kong Country uh, is based on this. Because <laughs> um, what happened was he found out all his bananas were stolen, which is the equivalent of, of Wyatt's family being murdered. And then he goes <laughs> in a direction and murders everyone he sees. Yes. Yeah. It's a, Donkey exactly Kong Country. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, if you play the uh, ROM hack, Wyatt Earp Country, in the beginning, <laughs> if you go into his family horde, you can see all of his family murdered and he gets really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes to the right and he collects bits of his family mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. And it's, it's it, I mean, it's pretty much a one to one. Also, they stole his bananas. Yeah, they also stole Wyatt Earp's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> There's none too happy about that. Don't, don't get me started with the fight with King K. Rule. Yeah. Oh. So when it was all said and done, the Vendetta Ride as it's become to known, Wyatt Earp's Vendetta Ride, because it was personal, right? When it was all said and done, eight people were dead. 
Mm-hmm. There was Frank Stillwell, Curly Bill, Indian Charlie, Johnny Barnes, and then Frank, Tom, McClary, Billy Clanton, and Morgan Arp. There Eight was people a, were the dead. Jizza. So we're, we're calling, we're we're calling the people at the OK Corral. Too. Oh, yeah. At the end of all this whole beef with the Cowboys, eight people were dead. Eight mm. people. That includes, For a uh, beef, that sounds like a whole lot of long pork. <laughs> long pork is human meat, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that. I'm just thinking about those commercials where Sam Elliott was talking about... Uh... Cryptocurrency? Is that a thing? No. <laughs> it sounds like a thing, though. It sounds like a Are thing. He had all those beef I hear he gets those cryptocurrencies like, from New York City. Angus or something. <laughs> Remember what I'm talking about? Only once in a lifetime do you get to make a big decision. A decision that could change the world. Y'all ought to buy some NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Got Sam Matt Elliott. Damon in there yeah. and fucking Sam Elliott. Is, and fucking... is, is Matt Damon in NFTs? Oh, no. They, they're, they're all in NFTs. Yeah, they're, they're all in NFTs, cryptocurrency. Fucking, uh... They're not into it, it's just the people who make them are like, you want to do a commercial? And they're like, I love money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it took two weeks, by the way, for this whole thing to happen. Even at one point, uh, Johnny B and formed a posse to go after the oh, Earps. Like a, like a reverse posse. Yes, a reverse posse. Among them were, like, Johnny Ringo. Like, there, there were these cowboy fucking murderers that went yeah, after Yeah, Johnny, Johnny B and Johnny Ringo, Johnny Depp, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Johnny Utah. Johnny yeah. Utah. And and uh, check this out. Uh, so so you know <laughs> the entire U- the the entire 1979 Utah Jazz. Yeah. So so the Earp Posse at one point stops at Henry Hooker's ranch ranch to get more horses and and whatnot. Henry Hooker is an Earp guy. He's like, one day, what you're gonna get your your part, and I'm gonna help you get that. And he was revered. Henry Hooker was. That's who. Uh, oh, what's his name? My cold dead hands. Oh, oh, uh, Charlton Heston. Yeah. Charlton Heston. Yeah, mm-hmm. guy. yeah. That's so. The when, guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we know about him. <laughs> so He's when, in an ape or something. I yeah. don't know. And he was happy that some kids got killed at school. I don't know. Whatever. So when Bean shows up though to, to Henry Hooker's ranch, she goes, "Yeah, what are you here for? Oh, you're looking for the Earps? If I knew where the Earps were, I wouldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Fuck you. Get out of here. That's Fuck basically you. what he did. Yeah." yeah. Now, in 1888, Wyatt actually gave an interview to an historian, and we'll kind of get there in the next episode. He claimed to have killed over a dozen stage robbers and murderers and cattle thieves during this vendetta ride. He claimed to have. Mm -hmm. Um, The only ones that we can really pin down are the ones I just mentioned. But he was wanted in Arizona. He had a warrant on his head, uh, so they couldn't go back to Arizona. None of them We can never go back to Arizona. Yeah, so... He went to a place uh, called Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Never heard of it. <laughs> and and uh, uh, cooked meth. Well, he met up ABQ. with... Mm-hmm. He met up with the one person outside of his posse he could trust, and that was Bat Masterson. Oh, hell yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's Bat. And the thing was, is in the meantime, Bat had gotten a law position in Trinidad, Colorado. And he goes, come up to Colorado... With, no, he didn't say that, but he called. Co- 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 he might co- have. He might have come up to Colorado. He's <laughs> all Colorado. I'm going to say it's a 70 30. Yeah. On him saying, come up to Colorado. Yeah. But the one person that wasn't with him when they got to Albuquerque was uh, Doc Holliday. Oh, because he's dead. No. Oh. They had a falling out, him and Wyatt did. He wishes he was dead. He's so sick. <laughs> he, he had a falling out with, with Wyatt uh, because Doc 
drunk is, as fuck. Um, is insufferable. Yeah. Uh, when he was drunk, um, he said, uh, we don't really know why, but he, he called Wyatt a Jew boy <gasps> or a Jew lover because oh, no. of Josephine Marcus. Oh, well, well, parents were Jewish immigrants, yeah. yeah. And he said a bunch of anti-Semitic comments. And because he's a racist asshole. He got yeah. cancer yeah, for being the... anti-Semitic? <laughs> That's, I mean, way ahead of like everybody's time. Uh, but they went their separate ways. Uh, they would reconnect again later, and I'll get there in the next episode, but they had the, a falling out. They were basically going to rebuild themselves in Colorado now. Yeah, uh, Colorado. Bat. Colorado. And, Gentlemen, this is not the end of the story. I know. You told I, us there was a bit of Everything I've just told you in the past four parts of this of this whole epic series, it's all going to come together. All of it's going to come together in the I'm last excited. episode. This is, this is great. I'm, yes. This is a great series that we're doing. Uh, we are a great podcast. Everyone should listen <laughs> to us. Yeah. And not another podcast. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't think that there's any other podcast doing this story right now. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that facetiously. They're not doing it the way we're doing it, how we're not doing it. Not the way it. we're doing it, no. Yeah. We got the sauce. And they don't got Tom guys. Hanks. He's going to be here next episode. <laughs> yeah. We have Academy Award winner Tom Hanks. Uh, how do I say this in a way that Is somehow it, uh, indicates that he's going to be here without actually committing to anything? He might be in the next episode. <laughs> I have several Tom Hanks DVDs and Blu-rays at home, and let's just say the star of the person who owns them might be on the next episode. <laughs> and because we are doing this epic story right now why don't you go ahead and join our patreon posse indeed and there we go one of the history boys patreon pals yeah, yeah indeed we got a discord you can talk on yeah that's we a lot of fun we love talking to you on there yeah and if you want to take it to the next level you can get access to all of the new episodes and all of the additional content that we have on there we're two episodes in to this year's 12-episode series of The History Boys Presents, The Tyler Armantrout Project, <laughs> featuring Chris Whedon. That's me. And the second episode has a special guest. Oh, yeah. And it might it, it might be Tom Hanks. <laughs> As a, I'm not saying it's not Tom Hanks. Yeah. I'm saying that it's somebody who's seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, have you seen Forrest Gump? Uh, yes, I have. I've seen Forrest Gump. Uh, I've well, seen Forrest Gump. Don't we talk about Forrest Gump in that one? Jerry's not on the episode, guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's not Jerry. It's Tom Hanks. He's, he'll be there. Anyway, that's Thomas Hanks to you, tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a real. He's a tough guy. So we um, do. Are we anyway, doing the wrap up? Yeah, we yeah. are. I am Christopher Whedon, and you know what, gang. I'm sticking with it. I'm a history boy. Nice. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm out there. I'm open with it. I'm gonna tell my parents. I'm gonna tell my parents. Good. Good for you. Next Chris. holiday season. There you go. <laughs> that I am a that I am a history boy. Good and, for you. Uh, that's the last I'm gonna hear from them. I'm sure. <laughs> Tyler Armantrout, history boy, died in the wool uh, from from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and you know what? Uh, I just want to thank everyone uh, so far for for sticking with us, listening, and uh, being big-time fans of us. 
I am Zach, all filler, no thriller mech, and uh, I am a history boy. Oh, good for you, Zach. I feel Thanks. like he's all thriller. I, I thought so. I disagreed with that statement. I find no. him thriller. You're full of shit. Yeah. You're um, all thriller. <laughs> and I am Jerry Nash, uh, your humble history boys. Mm-hmm. As always, and thank you so much for listening to this series. It means a lot to me, honestly, guys. And and real quick, just before before we go, I honestly, big shout out to our to our sources for this. Mm-hmm. John Bosnecker, Ride the Devil's Herd, fantastic book. Recommend that to everybody. Also, Paulie Johnson's The McClory's in Tombstone, Arizona, and Tom Clavin's Dodge City, fucking fantastic. Also, Gary Roberts' Doc Holiday, fantastic book. I just want to shout them out, as well as Bob Bosbell. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be interested in, in Wild West history without Bob Bosbell. He's fucking fantastic. Go check him out. True West Magazine, he bought that in the 90s and turned it into, like, a history magazine rather than, like, a dime novel. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Bob Bosbell is a fuck, is the fucking man, dude. Dime no, novels are cool, too, though. Yeah. Mr. Zack. Love you, bye. Without a lot of fun We'll see you next time